you so much for taking the Thank time you. to be with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I want to ask you about your own vaccination. You got your first shot when? You know, still I feel like I know where I belong. In a poor country called Ethiopia. In a poor continent called Africa. And wanted to wait until Africa and other countries in other regions, low-income countries, start vaccination. So I was protesting, in other words, because we're failing. That's right. Did Tedros not get his uh, mRNA super juice magical jab? It looks not. It looks like he's actually one of those. Uh, he walks down the path of uh, the Pfizer CEO, Albert Borla, who said, no, 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 no. You see, I'm so generous and kind of a soul that I decided to give this to everyone else. You know, if I took it first, then they'd be complaining that I'm an elitist and stuff like that. So, you know, out of the kindness of the heart, uh, the Tedros of this world, the uh, top, top of the line at the World Health Organization is not getting his uh, jab. Lana, what do you make of that? Uh, not surprised. Not surprised. But, Every you know, I, I gave up my jab to someone else who wanted to have that. I so, donated you know. mine to Africa <laughs> and, uh, and to the Middle East and, and, and everywhere. <clears throat> yes. All right. Mm -hmm. Anyway, thank you, guys. Good to be here. Hope you're doing well. This Friday, it's uh, the 5th of uh, August. We have a lot of stories to uh, actually get into today, so we kind of have to just get going on right away, I think, to be honest. Yeah, but, but uh, Virginia Drifter, happy Freya's Day, Red Eyes. Happy Freya's Day. Thank Absolutely. you, Virginia. Uh, you bet. Super Chats, enterprise.live slash Red Eyes TV. I saw some of you might have a DLive overlay over there. You see if you can click uh, OK on it. Otherwise, you Agreement have to, to the uh, terms? New I don't terms? know. They changed something. I don't know. It's still an embedded player on DLive there. We're going to embed a different player. But anyway, so if you can watch it there, just check it out on Odyssey or uh, Rumble. And of course, those are Super Chats uh, enabled down below. You can see them as well, Odyssey and Rumble. Uh, and we have a uh, coin tree. Uh, one for crypto as well. But yes, uh, guys, let's just dive right in. So much to talk about here today. I wanted to start on this. Check this out. It's a little uh, <clears throat> a little symbolism show here today, right? So apparently, um, see, this has been updated. In the lower third, it says lightning kills two. Now it's three and one in critical condition. Thor following strikes a, again. Well, I, we'll see about that. Oh, right? yeah? Uh, wait for the spin here. Okay. Right? Um, so it's a lightning strike, Washington, D.C. In fact, we even have the actual footage of when when it, it happened. And uh, so here it is. I don't think there's any sound to that. So two people first were reported dead, now three dead and one in critical condition. It sounded like these were older uh, white people, judging from the name. They're in their 70s. Actually, it was one 29-year-old uh, man as well, right? But so, you know, this is like Lafayette Square, I think it is called, right? It's right outside of the White House. It's, it's right there, right? So it's on uh, so yesterday, August 4th, uh, which is Barack Obama's birthday, by the way. Check that out. Here we go. And uh, coincidentally, for those who know their symbolism, right, so August 4th uh, happened yesterday, uh, Barak actually means uh, lightning in Hebrew. <laughs> so I'm not sure how much Thor this is. This might be a gay op from the... Uh, from they the, can uh, never steal lightning from Thor. No. Ever. <laughs> actually, there's a kind of interesting, like a bull lightning Thor thing. Like, we'll, we'll get to that here, here a little bit. But uh, anyway, so make of that what you will. It's a Semitic or origin to the name Barak anyway. So well, that's I guess uh, lightning. we'd have to research who died to to really see. 
uh, which which source it came from, you Rando know? Rando white people, probably, to be honest. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, 70s. Was there any names here? Yeah, here, look at that. Oh, there, two there old we go. folks, Yep, huh? two old what a white people. What a way to die. <sighs> Crazy, huh? Just Death right there. Death by lightning. Well, you know, Washington, D.C., they're going to get you one way or another. <laughs> you know, they actually have support groups. I met a guy, I remember when I was in college, he was in a support group because he was struck by lightning. Yep. There's actually support groups for people who have been struck. Oh, yeah. It's like, like their life it's is different. really afterwards. weird, and you uh, people get really, like, I mean, for obvious reasons, like kind of obsessed about lightning and like studying it and where it's going to strike and stuff. If we can find some way of uh, tapping into the energy that's created, though, I mean, basically lightning occurs in what, like five places that are on the Earth at the same time. It's like a dynamo, right? Dynamo. It's spinning. You have a ball spinning. Well, flat earthers, here we go, spinning inside of its own little ecosystem, right? And you have a discharge between mm -hmm. uh, space and, uh, and Earth, right? So you could tap into that energy somehow. If you, I mean, it's just Free too energy? much right now. I don't know. Maybe. maybe wasn't, wasn't that one of the Tesla things? He wanted to tap into like the uh, the ethereal you know, energies out there or whatever. All right. Anyway, uh, next story. Alex Jones, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I covered it uh, real quick. You tell me I can't. No, there we go. I have not been watching uh, the trial. I just saw like a couple little clips on Twitter. Yeah. But, oh, man. <laughs> what a circus. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a circus on many different layers. And I know I saw some you know comments and people are like, they don't care about Alex Jones. Uh, and it's understandable. You know, they, they just don't like uh, how he addresses certain things and he has avoided, intentionally kind of walked away. Some people, you could argue, like from certain topics and things like this, right? Uh, but regardless, uh, it, it's interesting for the reason that basically now uh, they have set kind of a... Um, uh, precedents for like basically voicing wrong opinion, maybe not even personal opinions, because in many regards it was actually his the guests he had on to talk about Sandy Hook. Yeah, who that had was kind a of like theory that. about something. Right. right? And I, I mean, there are clips they played that during the trial as well, where he basically says, "Yeah, I believe it didn't happen. It's a synthetically created event. You know, all that stuff." Right. But uh, so what? <laughs> At the end of the day, like, so fucking what? Right. He didn't. I, I did not see anybody. Uh, the the families, uh, the, the Sandy Hook families, that attorney representing the families, I did not see them, and maybe I, I just missed this, but I did not see them arguing that Alex Jones personally had argued or urged his viewers and followers and listeners to go and harass the families yeah. well, of Sandy of course Hook. Because he didn't. They can't find evidence I don't think, that. I, unless I missed that, I did not see them present that evidence, but it, but the case was kind of presented that way, right? That's why he now has to pay four point. Does uh, he have one. that? I'm sure he's million. moved everything into his wife's name and filed bankruptcy already to well, avoid that, but they can come for whatever other assets are sure. in his name, right? Right, he's bankrupting in force, he's restructuring the whole thing, he even talks about it. I guess we can play a minute or two of that here in a minute, but uh, it's... Um, there's so many things that are like, I mean, you're telling me, you know, so if you don't believe the moon landing happened, is that, can you be sued for that now? Well, what Who's about gonna it? Who's going to sue you? NASA's going to sue you for that? The, the, <laughs> the globe hoax, right? It's a flat earth. Can you be sued for it's that? Like, I mean, well, and also it's like, oh, you know, Alex is a canary in the coal mine. Uh, actually, no, in Germany, uh, you cannot question the Holocaust. You cannot legally say that you believe something else happened than the official story. So they're the canary in the coal mine on this, by the way, which is one of those topics which that Alex didn't address. Right? Been around for a long time now. Yes. Uh, so you know, Ernst Zundel, he was a canary in the coal mine. Alfred Schaefer was a canary in the coal mine. Ursula Hoverback as well. Sylvia Stoltz, even David Irvin, right? He was yeah. sued for like you know that kind of tangentially re related like topics as well, right? Anyway, so he um, 
and this is crazy, right? I mean, they, the media is having a field day with this. They love this. They're they're going after him, and no matter what you think of the guy, it's clear that they're 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 gloating in this. You know, like oh my god, he there was this weird thing though where his attorney apparently had handed over a copy of his phone to the other side so that they could actually watch everything. And apparently there was a bunch of financial details that was released, and they said that. Well, isn't made, that what they were really after for? Right, too? right. But like, what what's up with this attorney here? I don't get that. But anyway, the uh, the phone there. Uh, they claimed that maybe they're lying and make it up this or whatever, but like that he'd made like 180 million or 120 million or something like that, right? So they want his money, right? They want to get go after his money and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now he claims he doesn't have any, of course. There right? wasn't but, any uh, tranny porn on that phone. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know we'll scrub that because they, they might have, you know, charged him less money if they found that or found that he's a more progressive than they thought. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Sandy Hook family attorney exposes Alex Jones' dishonesty during brutal cross-examination. CNN was another ca- uh, story here. Alex Jones begins deliberations in defamation case. Now, so this is also just the first one of, what, three more? Or is it two more? I forget what it is. Let me pause here so this doesn't start. Uh, and so 4.1 million so far. So this could be I don't know, many more million, potentially what the jury does, right? Anyway, here, just a quick little word of what he said about it here. The Democratic Party. The in- okay, there's much more than that that's going after you, but okay, whatever. But Entire corporate media lined up against InfoWars and the American people's free speech. The judge, more than 20 times in the last week and a half in Austin, Texas, told the jury while I was there in the courtroom, and it was on national TV, that Alex Jones is guilty. I mean, she was. The uh, lawyers. Can I pause this? For the plaintiffs, asked for between 150 million. Don't they have? There we go. Okay. The uh, the judge was like officially a, a goddamn bitch. I mean, it was oh, there was no other it. way about it, yeah. right? including the Bankson. What was his name again? Maybe Chad has it. Ba- Bankson something. The, the Come on, judges the are totally neutral. <laughs> Bankson, the attorney for the families and stuff. Like right, Did, she didn't right, shape you know. an opinion before the court case. Oh no, absolutely not. Right. Million and three billion dollars the jury came in this evening with 4.2 million dollars i admitted i was wrong i admitted i made a mistake i admitted that i followed disinformation but not on purpose i apologize to the families some people argue that he should have presented evidence for his uh conclusions his theories at the time so that it could actually be examined. I'm not sure if that's how the, this was obviously about what a defamation against the parents, so maybe they wouldn't have been allowed to do that or whatever, some legal thing, but that would have been interesting, right? Like, no, this is what we covered and we believe this explained this then or something, you know what I mean? But anyway, anyway, so he's asking for uh, for money here to, uh, he's gonna restructure the whole thing and so we'll see what happens. It's true that they're coming for him regardless, but this is also, a uh, tremendous boost, of course, at the same time, right? I mean, yeah, a lot of and he has some, this, you know? some rich friends, right? They'll probably uh, help him out. Yeah, probably, to be honest, right? He got that, what was it, like a few million in Bitcoin, I think, right? Uh, all right, so on to, an, uh, do you want to take a couple there? Do we, uh, uh, are we caught up? We're caught up. Let's see, let me do Odyssey here real quick. We had a couple there, actually one from R.N. Jimses that says, uh, tomorrow is uh, anniversary of Zundel's, pa- Zundel's passing. Is that tomorrow? Oh, is really? it? Interesting. Yeah. I just saw that on my ANC report calendar. Hail Red Eyes. Thank you. Okay, thank you for the reminder, too. It was, um, what is it, two, three, three? No, it's more than that, right? Four years ago? Five years ago? When did he pass I don't think again? it was that long. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look up. I'm a brave man. Check out that. He met there's his wife, a, remember? She was yeah. very sweet. Uh, there's a documentary. I forget what the exact title is now, but about the Sundell case. Uh, in Canada and stuff, and man, what a circus. What a t- complete like, joke, the whole thing. All right. 
Anyway, the uh, other thing I wanted to talk a little bit about here in the beginning is the opening ceremony to the Commonwealth Games in uh, Birmingham, England, uh, in the uh, United Kingdom. And uh, there was some symbolism here, and there was a lot of people covering this. They were um, uh, honed in on one on one thing, and it was basically the bull. Most of the stuff that I saw, and I had a little different, uh, a little different take on that here. It's always or, or, or rather, it's always a Lucifer or satanic thing. Always. Yeah, yeah. It was this up. was uh, ball worship. Some said uh, there was a couple. If you go to YouTube.com, and these 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 videos are still up there, I think. So Commonwealth Games 2022. Uh, even opening ceremony I typed in actually, and it was ball worship in plain sight, uh, satanic ball worship in plain sight, satanic rituals at the Commonwealth ceremony. Uh, this one is straight up satanic, folks. Uh, Mike Adams over at Natural News. Uh, the summoning 72 nations publicly worship satanic idol in televised Luciferian ritual. While celebrity, this is a different thing, I think, some Gordon Ramsay's chasing lambs, I guess, or sheep or something. But anyway, so the the, uh, the uh, bull, right? So here is the video showing kind of when the bull comes in. This is what it looked like. But of course, for all the color and noise, the characters, the invention, there was a dark side to the Industrial Revolution, a darker side to the bull ring. As the beat pounds to remind us of the relentless drive of industry, they drag a beast, a bull, 10 meters high. And enraged by injustice, the bull breaks free and causes pandemonium. Bulls were baited and sold here in the city century for centuries. It's no doubt going to be up to Stella and the Dreamers to try and halt the bull. Stella offers friendship and compassion to tame the beast. Stella. Did you hear that? <laughs> the, the, so note that at the end there, what happened there, right? We'll, we'll get into this here. But yeah, so the bull, uh, it, 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 let's do this. There, there's actually quite a bit to cover here on this, or just like a quick overview, right? So uh, there's some accounts of Ball, right, uh, where he's actually kind of looks more like um, uh, that Masonic uh, creature. What was the name of that again? Uh, yeah, but the cat, the, the, the king and the frog. I forget. Damn it! I forget what the the full name of that is. It not uh, it's not Ye Ye Yelzebob or what was it? <laughs> I forget. Maybe Chad. Yelzebob or something. I, it was, it was <laughs> something, something like that, like right? that, but, that yeah. isn't it? Ball. So this is one depiction of ball, not a bull, right? But then if if you go back further, right? Uh, if you look at ball from the um, uh, you know as as related to the north northwest Semitic languages. It's kind of like going back to the earlier story, more of a, like a lightning guy. He, this depiction here, as you can see in this one, in this steely or whatever they call that, has horns, yes, but he has like a lightning rod. It's kind of like a proto uh, Thor kind of character, right? Oh, uh, so Thor satanic then. Huh? Right, yes. Uh, now, but <laughs> Hadad, right, that's another one. God of weather, hurricane, storms, thunder, and rain. And some people said that's Baal, right? You can kind of get different names and they evolve over time, both in proto-Indo-European tradition, but later on as well. Another one is Baal Sephon, right? M many of this is Semitic and Hebrew uh, terms as well. Uh, Lord of the North, an illustration of Baal Zephon in uh, some uh, book there. Sometimes a king, sometimes horns, and all that kind of stuff, right? So anyway, point is, a lot of different kind of interpretations about that, and that's very interesting. We are very uh, interested in symbolism, right? And uh, this, I think, is the, what I think happened here. 
is I think that they missed the uh, what is it the the, ele- <laughs> the bull right but the elephant in the room when it comes to this the bull is interesting uh, but there's a reason why of course they chose this in in uh, in Birmingham it's not uh, because it's uh, a satanic depiction uh, it's because the bull ring right in Birmingham the uh, the so-called uh, what was it Brimies Brimies what do they call them again the the people from there they mentioned it in the clip I have later here. Uh, Birmingham's bull ring bull declared one of the world's top public works of art, right? So here's another bull that's actually inside of this bull ring uh, in Birmingham. Uh, let me see if I can get these thing over. So the bull ring is a basically a shopping center, but it's like an you know an, an old part of the city, right? Where they actually at one point actually did sell bulls. So it became kind of a mascot of the games. Now, this doesn't mean that there weren't a sinister aspect to the symbolism of these opening events, and, and we'll get to that, right? But here's some, uh, the Wikipedia thread on this, too. The bull ring in Birmingham. Uh, you could kind of argue that the shape of the buildings is shaped like bull horns a little bit. Not sure if that's wh- where it comes from or if it's only that bulls actually were uh, traded there, if you go way back, right? Um, but... Um, let me see, what was this? Yeah, Br- Brummy. That's right, Brummy. I forgot the Brummy Bull. How was the 10-meter-tall bull made for the Birmingham Commonwealth Games, right? Uh, so a bunch of co- you know, companies are involved in this or whatever. Uh, my point is, it, it's I was less concerned with a mechanical bull than I was with the in-your-face obvious anti-white messages and uh, the pro-multicultural opal, open border obvious. kind of It's always that now in that all these ceremonies. It. It's not that you, oh, you know, it's a bull. Yeah, sure, absolutely, of course. But don't forget the elephant in the room here of like what actually what they always push on these games, and we've seen it in the Olympic, the regular Olympic ceremonies as well. Let me play a little bit of a of a uh, cut down version of that, so you can see it. And, and and even the the woman at the end, right, that actually tamed the bull, right? The, it was it was basically Black the girl. bull was dragged in by a bunch of feminists, right? There was like this, oh, the bull was wrong. It was industrialized. It was a symbol of the. People. <laughs> of the mechanical, like the like, the mechanical world, yeah, like the the, the Western uh, industrialization, right? And women were the victims of this, and so they were <laughs> holding the chains that to drag in the bull. But then a brave immigrant shows up with a space stone. This is literally like what the opening ceremony was about. A glowing light, uh, space stone that was lit up and she's converting the ferociousness, ferociousness of the bull with tolerance and kindness and uh, and a friendship. And so now it becomes an, an engine uh, for something good, right? As opposed to help. In other words, the feminists are not utilizing, I kind of see it as the capitalist system, right? The bull in... Uh, Wall Street, right? All those things, right? Uh, but anyway, so here's the cut down version of that. Check and this out. And also like here. the Wild West, right? And wild Western culture and the innovation whole. and discovery and yeah, yeah industriousness. It's it's many obviously different uh, interpretations you can you can make of it. I, I think Ball was kind of a weak one when you put it in context to why they chose it, right? But but anyway, this what's coming up here. This is what I have a bigger problem with. Check this out, guys. More than four and a half years after earning the right to host the 22nd Commonwealth Games, Birmingham is ready to raise the curtain on 11 days of competition. Darkness. We carry a dream of light. 
Drummer, percussionist Abraham Paddy Tete uh, is a volunteer. God. The call to gather from the Nigerian Sakara drum goes out <laughs> to celebrate the sounds of the 72 nations. That's right. So that's the and Nigerian drummer is the uh, symbol of the it's Commonwealth. It's just always right? an African at the end of the day. Like, that's it. An yeah. African banging a drum. Like, and right. uh, the, the stone of light there that fell from the, the heavens, right, was like a... No, it's to bring everyone together. It's the, Again, it's oneness, globalism, homogenization. We're all one. Like, that obvious message, right? And the stone helped them to unite and bring people from all over the world to this one place. And we're all Brummies now. Everybody's a Brummie, right? That this is the message of the whole thing. That gives you a flavor of the opening ceremony, which will demonstrate how Birmingham has been enriched by embracing generations of Commonwealth communities yep. to emerge as a vibrant, multicultural city. I love how they still use these it's terms, like enriched time. and vibrant oh, yeah. and multicultural. Oh, yeah. like, we've already made fun of these for years now. Uh, it's already in all these memes, and they're just like still running with it like it's fresh and new and cool. It, it's, and it, it's almost <laughs> it's funnier not. when it's like a sports commentator that's like... Like doing this and cultural they, enrichment they have the sheets that they read from like well here is a symbol you know some like weird, some weird shit shows up and it's like what the hell is this is like, well, this uh, symbolize our togetherness and being one in diversity together <laughs> oh here's prince charles you get the eco message in right uh, watch out for this one the prince of wales and the duchess of cornwall are here to represent her majesty the queen tonight the prince of wales driving himself in his own car. It's Ooh. an Aston Martin DB6 <laughs> he can drive for yep. The car runs on biofuel from supply waste. <laughs> the Prince claims it runs on old wine and cheese. Yeah, and how much does it cost? <laughs> a, a lot. A lot of money like goes Your down common man that. can't just buy that and mm, run it on no. uh, fine wine so and cheese that you wasted from the, like all your dinners you have the great dinner parties. exactly the great oh well this is he's making up for it now right the great <laughs> reset uh, uh king right which is prince charles he came out with a great reset message first of everybody he's he's running his eco-friendly car on uh the finest wine and cheeses that's uh, that's the he's owned it back in 1970 when it was a very nice 21st birthday present. we combine blend and bind as one there we go every creed color and tribe we come what is this obsession all the time you gotta just force everyone Every together time. all the time just smush it all together mm -hmm. like no no divisions no. no separation nothing no. for you over here it's always just one mash smur smurf you know and then it still ends up being an african from nigeria well, playing a drum right like, and, at the end and, of the day and i included a segment here to look at the 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 complete chaos of the music here right what what's the um the guitarist uh you just blend it all Omi? together and it's going to sound great Ami, uh, uh -huh. i forget what his name is he, he'll show up and i wasn't a huge fan but I think, is it black sabbath's guitarist Ami, or what was his last name again i don't know he shows up and, and there's like every genre of music in one and it just like is when you have everything it's kind of nothing at the end you know it's what i mean like mushing all the colors together what do you get you a, get a brown goo a boring. brown gray you get a goo, boring color anyway here's more worcester's dear edward elgar dreamed the music of our nation enigmatic pop sweeps jerusalem eternal tunes everyone like binding twine, running round us, roping us together, making us one. 
See, making us one. It's always this thing, right? We, we got to become one. It's it's wrong. Yeah, if we're things separate, are. Right? But things are so great. It's so we're so unified and oh, so yeah. peaceful. Oh, it's great. One brotherhood. <laughs> but I mean, when I first came to this city, I had never heard its name. Oh my god! But I would come to understand it through the doctors and nurses at the Queen Elizabeth Hospital. Oh my god! Gotta get the NHS plug in there, of course. From my best friend Ellen, a lifelong Brummie, to the families who have come here from Zimbabwe, Hong Kong, Pakistan, oh, and geez. beyond. This is what uh, makes uh, us all Brummies and what makes uh, <coughs> Birmingham great, folks. Join the people of Birmingham to celebrate friendship across borders. Yep. Here, yeah. Talk, uh, Iomi, Iomi, that's right. Iomi, Let, check this out. This music segment here. This is incredible. And that is the distinct. <laughs> oh, God. No, make it stop. Iomi from Black Sabbath. Tony Iomi from Black Sabbath, the guitarist from the city of Birmingham. A very proud Brummy too, very popular character, and quite simply, Tony Iommi, one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Yeah, I can really hear it come through here in this song. <laughs> this is what they really think what is multiculturalism yeah. is. Yeah. It's, it's just it's like a big quality. song and dance Sorry, let me fest. Pause there. Go, go ahead, Lana. I mean, <laughs> they think it's just a big song and dance fest, you know, but it's oh, fake. Yeah. It's produced. It's not real. That's not how it really looks in real life. That's right. Here's uh, more Prince Charles here. Of the rich diversity <laughs> and unity of the Commonwealth. Birmingham embracing all communities from across the Commonwealth and welcoming them to the city. Did they actually talk to a white person from Birmingham? I don't know. I don't think I saw a single one except Prince Charles. But yeah, but this oh, this theme here again was it's fine to notice the bull. Go ahead, do that. That's I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. That there's nothing to that. But I'm saying sometimes it's this. It, it blinds people from like the obvious shit that's right in front of your face. And, like, and some the, people the, want it to be so true. Like, right. you know, like, oh, there it is. There's proof. It's, it's satanic. They they worship Satan. And it's like, uh, clearly they're worshiping multiculturalism. I guess that could be Oneness. Satanism, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's continuously uh, we can't have anything that's our own, and now, now there's like this these these events. I think are important that they weave a new mythology into existence, and it's all this. Well, this was always what it was. Everybody's a Brahmi now, right? These were like you know <laughs> these are white people's stuff here, right? Bill um, Hoover says the only maps of Nigeria are from the 1930s, for when from when Britain colonized them. At that time, Britain had to sanction them because they would not stop their slave trade. They're they're very vibrant and enriching. Yes. yes, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, Musk Cab says, Henry Colonna, please don't miss the Babel Tower. Yeah, the, you mean in the ceremony? Yeah, that was the literally a replica of the of the bull ring, right? One of the towers that they constructed, reconstructed that, I think, or made a completely new design in the, I could get this wrong, sorry to any Brummies out there, but 70s, I think they did, or maybe later, maybe later. Um, but uh, no, there's other um, uh, Tower of Babel, I guess, symbolism is the, the EU thing. That's a that's a huge thing when it comes mm. to that. By the way, uh, uh, Michael fifty uh, seven de says, "Oh, did that click away now?" He says, uh, "Hail Henrik, hail the gods!" Uh, and what else is clicking away? Happy Freya, <laughs> happy Freya Day. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Always good to see you. Let's uh, let's show a couple of more here. Just want to make the point that there's tons of other bulls right out there. Uh, we have the. Um, 
as I said, the bull of Wall Street. It was actually kind of an interesting article to read where uh, they showed how that ended up there. This is an Italian guy. I tried to see what religion he was. Uh, what's his name? The uh, uh, There he is right there. Arturo Di, Di Modica, uh, who did that. And apparently he dropped it off illegally, like during uh, Christmas time first. Uh, under a tree and then they moved it but then they loved it so much they wanted it back right but that's one of the the bull symbolism he died like la 2021 at, at 80 i think um but then they added that other uh statue in front of it the what was it the brave little girl remember we cover, covered that at the time fearless that. girl they call it fearless girl right and demotica argued that his work had been forever changed because now he put the bull in a point of view that it's evil or bad, right? He did the bull as a, like a something, as you said, with vigor. It's raging forward. It was a symbol he thought of, like uh, the the new country, America, that he came to, and and stuff like that, right? I also but think now, of like Europa, Europa and the bull. I mean, you sure, did a whole presentation about Absolutely. this, right? Of course, the goddess it, riding it, the bull, exactly. and, and even the opening ceremony that they showed that it was like you know you know uh, girls kind of up there riding the bull and stuff. So you could you could go that route too, obviously, right? But it was essentially it was like. It was a feminist SJW message about what the you know it, when you interpreted what the bull actually meant, right? Uh, but anyway, so the the fearless girl kind of ruined his artwork because now that put the bull in a kind of an a, a, the antagonistic uh, you know role, I guess. So he actually even sued them and said that the fearless girl statue would not be the artwork that it was if the bull wasn't there. And so, therefore, there's an infringement on his artistic right. They actually passed a law back, the VARA law or something. I read about it. So kind of interesting. Yeah, the VARA law, Visual Arts Rights Act of 19, uh, 1990. And it was like basically saying you can't uh, change or uh, tweak other people's artworks. Anyway, long story uh, short, but it was kind of interesting. And then even uh, if you want to do one, one more here. Did you see the Bitcoin bull that they uh, threw up in Miami? It's like a new version of that, right? Like it's like a tech version of the of the uh, uh, of the uh, bull in New York, right? The Wall Street, and some people noted too that uh, he doesn't have any balls. <laughs> the bull has no balls, folks. He's uh, well, he's not really alive. Uh, gendered. No, <laughs> that is true. That's uh, that's objectively true. I'm not sure if the um, the one in. Uh, Wall Street there has does anyone have balls <laughs> does someone know I'm sure someone is like let's check out the balls of this uh, bull here all right so anyway so that's uh, that's really that when Wasn't it comes there some to some statue the, uh, I remember in Sweden where there some of the feminists mm -hmm. were, complaining were complaining about the balls on the the, was it a horse mm -hmm. yeah it was a horse a king and a horse yep. yeah and basically it was a problem they wanted to <laughs> castrate the uh, statue essentially because uh, it was like a symbol of male vigor right and, and things like this so <laughs> that was bad right so d never discount the SJW open border anti-white pro global homo kind of uh, perspective to take over and kind of they're, they're usually the ones that are dominating these kinds of things right oh yeah all right dog whistler says got to agree oh let's see got to agree to something to some new terms oh you're talking about d live okay so you'll catch it later okay no problem dog whistler i know yeah you should Everyone's be mentioning to, that you can always just watch it on rumble or odyssey or the, our websites of course uh, as well uh but uh yeah i'm not sure why they just plastered over there or something it's strange okay so the other uh, thing when it comes to the symbolism here was what happened in, in our uh, backyard in our backyard here right i want to show a clip first i played it wednesday but let's just take a look at this it's basically the arts commission in uh, coeur d'alene idaho this is northern idaho 
who unanimously approved uh, a black uh, black power communist clenched fists. Now, I just I just want to say now this arts commission is appointed by the mayor and they're in these in this position for a three year term. And um, the mayor that we have right now was a, is a rhino cuck, but the Democrats also endorsed him because he leans <laughs> left on a lot of things. And then a dumb bunch of dumb Republicans voted him in because he was a Idaho, you know, Republican senator and like all these other Republican positions. So, you know, it's a name we know. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. how he got in. But liberals are losing control more and more and more of uh, like downtown Coeur d'Alene. This is more proof of that. Yeah. So 42 feet, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. 42 feet by 10 by 10. Right. So this is a pretty big one. And here's the uh, the decision here by the Art Commission. Listen to and uh, listen to the language here too. But do you think the symbol of the clenched fist would be controversial? Of course. Probably, but I mean, to the point that we'd have to take it away. Oh. Or, okay. Uh, I mean. Violence. It's going to be the it's same handful women. of people who complain about it. It's, it's a, isn't it always it's this? Amazing. It's always like, these people. Yeah, right? I want a black power fist right downtown. Well, oh, a, no, no, art they, is always controversial. And, and as soon as I heard that, I was like, all right, let's let's uh, let's paint it white then. Let's make it white and put it up downtown Cortland. Would that make a difference? Would that controversial art be okay? Uh, they call it solidarity, right? <laughs> it's, it's more this like... Oppressed people's we, coming together. We, know, we know what it is. We can't speak for black and BIPOC bullshit. indigenous communities, but oh my, we're going to put up a commie fist in support of the black power and the anti-white movements out there. That's in basically this, the design. In this right? peaceful, lovely, family-oriented conservative town. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no oppressed peoples held down in Quarter Lane. Yeah, Jennifer Drake here, who is the Coeur d'Alene Arts Commissioner, says it's going to be the same handful of people who complain about it. And then it's going to be like, let's say we have like the whole town, the whole town didn't like it. Yeah, let's Uh, check the rest of the Okay, I just want to say, how is it that just a handful of these women can decide what a town of, you know, 40,000 people has as their art? It's bullshit. Yep. Luckily, they didn't, but we'll get to that. It's going to be the same handful of people who complain about it. And then it's going to be... Yeah, going to be what? Yeah, it's going to be, be what? N- nothing. She says we, we're going to get our way, and they can complain, and that's and that's going to be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a good statement, but an important and good statement. It's controversial. We'll vote against it then. It's just the way life is. <laughs> <laughs> the way li- yeah, getting our way, that's just how, how life is sometimes. You you know, <laughs> you getting your way always, though. That's that's uh, always fair and uh, correct. Yeah, let's hope that it doesn't have trouble with yeah. the communist guy. <laughs> yeah. I wish I heard what that exact was before, though. Yeah. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Everybody. Disgusting. No one. Disgusting. Disgusting. It's going to be very exciting. What she said then. That's ex- it's very exciting. I think we got a really quality and diverse group of art here. That's exciting. Oh Anyways, it was shot down. Ha ha. It's not going to stand. City council, right? City council shot it down. leaves clenched fist out of public art programs. There was so. one person who voted for it, though, and I'm curious who that was. And I probably yeah. think it was that one chick. I forget her name. Uh, Kiki. There was a Kiki Miller mm-hmm. because she was one. I can't believe she got on city council again. This is why people locally need to come out and vote, especially like city council. They are losing their grip. And it was like very tight. But she was the one caught 
about stealing signs from Republicans running and spray painting. Her her people were spray painting swastikas on signs and even like the house of one GOP guy. Yeah, I was caught, she was caught on camera. So on she's camera uh, doing this. She's just underlining what the GOP already is. <laughs> basically, she's just it's happening so they have to prove that it's hap- that it's that that's what they represent. So she right? was totally voting for that, you know, but yeah. I'm sure that if they did put it up it would have been taken down by uh, <laughs> just anonymous people cruising around at night obviously knock that thing down. Obviously, they're going to be back with vengeance. They'll probably uh, propose a 100 feet dil- black dildo next or something. No, you know, It's uh, going to get shot down. Uh, of course, but that's not my point. I'm just saying they will. They never give up, these people. They, you, you must understand that the, their very existence is predicated on getting in other people's business and shoving it in their face and sticking it to them. That's what they do. You know what I mean? It says here a piece of artwork titled Solidarity brought good a vocal crowd opposed to its public display to the uh, city council meeting. The clenched fist made of fabricated steel created by artist Rick Davis. I got to look in and see what other stuff he's done, by the way. Uh, was one of six art pieces recommended for art currency. So who recommended this? The SPLC call you up? Uh, The Human Rights Council, right? The City Public Art Program, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, a lot of people. uh, It was called a sign of communism, socialism, an insult to veterans. Not sure how that is, but okay, sure, whatever. Because they fought communism, right? uh, Maybe, yeah, promoting violence (laughs) against police and an effort to create division. Uh, We... Uh, we must not let their terrible symbol become part of our city, say uh, Joe Alfieri of uh, Coeur d'Alene. And it was an hour, uh, yes, an hour worth of public comments, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, the council said five to one voted against that. Thug. And, and check out this. There's always this guy, right? Um, where is he here? Where is he? Okay. 7,800 clen- bucks for the, that thing, too, by the way. They yeah, weren't. crazy, right? The clench fist uh, price tag that high. It fell under fire for ties to Karl Marx, Black Lives Matter, aggression, and a salute of communist parties everywhere. Repres- uh, Republican representative, what is that? Rep. Anyway, Tony Wisniewski said that during World War II, his father in Poland fought for six years against the Nazis. Wisniewski said he was against the clenched fist that was a symbol of all his father stood but against. But Nazis <laughs> didn't use that symbol. It's, it's like communists. Ex- explicitly a communist <laughs> symbol, right? Isn't that fascinating? That it's always, like, there's always that guy. You it's know? like that meme, too. I saw it. We should have pulled it up, but it was just like this guy is looking at this crowd of people with their hammer and sickle flags, like, I'm a communist, you know, holding up their signs and everything. And he looks at him and says, Nazis. <laughs> like, yeah, why are these communists. Nazis trying to divide us? All right. Oh, anyway, so those, gosh. I don't care. It, what matters at the end of the day is that it was, uh, it was uh, removed. This is like planting a flag. This is like. Um, this is a uh, it is a, a war a, co- a symbol of conquest and yeah. and and like putting your flag by in these the bitches by yes. these ugly bitches right there like yes. they're going to determine what's going to all these people in the town have to look at them most of the town is against this crap yep uh, joseph thomas says uh, nothing what these quarterlane white liberals like more than pandering to people they avoid like the plague yeah they're not living in black diverse uh, you know, oppressed minority neighborhoods. Garbage. No, no, no. A friend of Mary Fagan, take over the Idaho government. Yes, and it's that's happening. They're getting pushed out more and more, and they are freaking out about it. And there's all these articles constantly about Idaho and, oh, my God, the GOP. They're all Nazis now and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you can always move, right? You can move. 
Well, that's again, that's what makes them so interested in trying to ruin it, right? And you have there's, it's normal, well balanced people, and they see what's going on in the rest of the country, and they won't have it. It's funny know? how it's only right when it's Republicans that are getting replaced by a bunch of liberals in town, right? But now yep. when all the liberals are getting replaced, right, and they're like powers wane, like Big they problem. have like this much power, yep. then they're just freaking out and calling up their friends across the country to write these articles and everything. Oh, and I forgot to mention too. Obviously, this comes in the wake of Patriot Front being arrested, right, in court. Lane, we're going to attend the Pride event uh, there and stuff. So this is like more of this. We have to counter signal hard right now. It's part of that. Yeah, well, they were against groomers in the park. It had nothing to do with. You know. No, but I'm just saying the commies. Oh, have I to know. Stake their, oh, I know. Uh, of course they do. Right of course the they do. This is our town, you know, kind of thing. Right? Well, speaking of art, Musk's Gorillion says in reference to the last story. Lana may remember. I grew up in Oregon, and there's a place with a big statue of a blue Lenin, bull right? with huge balls. I oh, can't okay. remember where it was. I can't remember that either. Wasn't was it in the in Portland area in Se- or something? Seattle? Was something? it in Seattle? Uh, Seattle, yeah. And then there's a big uh, Karl Marx head in, in L.A. I think it's still there on like La Brea Avenue or something. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Lennon. Yeah, that's right. That's in, what is that? Port Seattle, right? Um, yep. I yep, Seattle. Yep, of course. Seattle, they love that there. And that, But the bull I haven't seen. i got to look that up. That's funny. <laughs> uh, all right. So... And then oh, I saw the too. Costs, by the way, spe- right, speaking of speaking costs. of attacks, you know, on on Idaho, as you've seen, it's been trending a lot. And then people are kvetching all the way across the country about you know GOP getting taken over by Nazis and all this stuff, and how far right it is, and how there's certain people that are not denouncing people like us and telling us we shouldn't live there, and that we're you know deplorable people and yada yada yada. Because there are, there is a faction of uh, well, there's all kinds of different Republicans here. You know, rhinos are obviously around here too and they're mostly the enemy but there's all kinds of different varieties of people on the right right and, and conservative tier people but they don't get traction with these articles when they're always like oh my god there's a white supremacy problem oh my god uh you know northern idaho and aryan nations and all like people just don't care they don't read these papers they don't respond to it they don't go try and dox where people live like people just don't give a shit here you know and because a lot of people i think that live here now and the political refugees that have come here they're they're aware of what what all this bullshit messaging is, right? But there was a Daily Kos uh, piece that was attacking. There's like a two-part piece. Now, Daily Kos, they are based in Berkeley. Uh, they attack us. We'll talk about that. It was uh, founded by a Salvadorian <laughs> Greek guy. They received what they received one to two million in federally backed small business loans during the uh, fake pandemic, and as part of the Paycheck Protection Program, because they have. 86 employees this piece of shit 86, 86 employees shit. and oh they only have no wonder why they're complaining about us and our youtube channel and stuff because they only had a few they have maybe maybe a few hundred thousand regular readers well, they're, they're, <laughs> like, that's they're it. complaining even if we're youtube or not that's, that's it that's it and mm. they're complaining about people who are moving to idaho who are like-minded people, right? And we're mentioned in here, and it's just like a bunch of garbage. Like they, the point isn't to write truth; that the point is to write lies. But they talk about how we we specialized in mm. UFO conspiracies, Henrik. The, that was you the, specialized yeah, that was, that was in the UFO only, conspiracies. Yeah, the, the, the single topic we covered, and we were specialists in it, is UFO conspiracies. That was the only thing we've covered. And then they mentioned like, <laughs> oh, all these guests they've had, and it's like someone you had on for 20 minutes like eight years ago or whatever, you know sure. what I mean? It's hilarious. But then yeah. they say, uh, after they're complaining about the YouTube channel and stuff, they always do because our, we got way 
way well, more. What, what do you mean? I mean, we're off there, viewers. So what, what oh, I know, but why are they complaining? They're still butthurt they're still because complaining on our YouTube. No, channel? they were complaining because we had. Oh my God! After they turned to white nationalism, their uh, subscriber count swelled. That's that's. We was like oh, a gradual like growth, right? But that's actually, in their mind. Well, they it was see, actually like, the opposite. Remember, there was actually a, a huge kick. Like uh, 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 people got angry. They were upset. They didn't like that we talked about. You know, hard. I mean, we've always there was always conspiracy and politics and these kinds of things, and it was always geopolitics, bigger picture stuff, right? But uh, then when you get more like explicitly like they're 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 trying to destroy Europeans, right? Come out and talk about those things. That was a huge. Are you kidding? We get stuck talking about like esoteric occult stuff and conspiracies and ufology or something like. That would have been made us way bigger. Now we got like on lists where we blocked and censored. Well, we it's, still, it's we despite still... <laughs> Lana, despite all the uh, restrictions that are put on people like us, it keeps growing. And that's, that's what they're what's, so butthurt yeah. about. And you realize because they're constantly getting bailed out, and their viewership is pathetic. It is laughable. And then this jur this journalism. I had friends that were dissecting it like this total garbage and just like full of inaccuracies and just bullshit, right? They claim here, too, about us, where to, where to say, since uh, Red Ice got banned everywhere, uh, it has it has continued, it has continued to publish videos online through the independent provider Epic. No. We don't use Epic. <laughs> we don't use Epic. There's so a, like, tons of services out you there. You can, can just go look videos, us up. You know? We're all over online. It's really not that hard, you know. And then they're basically bringing up people like uh, Brent Reagan here, and how he's a like a multi-million dollar inventor who lives here, and he's a is a chairman, I think, of the Central Committee, something like that. And how he's not denouncing people like us, and and how you know he needs to do it, and what's his problem, and then he just keeps ignoring. Here's the it, hoop, which is, Brent. Which is great. Jump through it. Here, here it is. Exactly. We commies are going to tell you what you need exactly. to do. Exactly. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. He's, he's smart to that, right? And he just ignores them. He doesn't listen to, you know, he, he ignores them when they ask for comments and what are you going to do about these people and all this. And he doesn't throw them under the bus. And that's exactly how it needs to be done. You just Basically, ignore these people. This this kvetching and shrieking that you're seeing with articles like this is proof that they're losing their grip, Right. The more they push, the, the more insane they get, the more uh, pedophiles they side with, the more normal, regular people are saying, these people are insane, we want nothing to do with it. And they're uh, they're upset that they're losing the, um, overall at least, they're losing the messaging for now. Uh, I think we're seeing beginnings of like organized political movements against these dangerous, uh, anti-white, hostile, uh, you know, political groups and stuff like that. Uh, they're still they're still winning in the sense that like we haven't stopped replacement completely you know these kinds of things but it's a sign that that pendulum is now beginning to yeah. swing in the other direction and they are freaking out about and you know it. it's ridiculous they mentioned you know Vince and other people in here but it's like you can't stop people from moving you can't stop people from being friends like deal with it people are living together somewhere that you don't live right people that you don't like you should be happy that they don't live in your state right no it's not good enough right they just want to they want to murder you basically they want to murder you they want to round you up and they want to nuke you ultimately <laughs> like that's what they want to do yeah that's right uh let me see here and uh, we see so many articles like this like there's there's shit libs in washington who are complaining like across the border in spokane who are complaining about what's happening in northern idaho and oh my god these people are moving here you don't even live here just stay away then 
Yeah, did I get that right? 40, it's, obviously, it's not 42 inches, right? It's 42 feet. Michael yeah. says, again, a 42 uh, feet tall statue is tall as a four-story building. It's, like, huge. You know what I mean? Oh, gosh, like, 42. Yeah, that's... Because it's not inches, obviously. This is, like, yeah, a big thing, like, right? Yeah, because, like, there's a... I can't see the symbol properly there. I think well, that's crazy because a lot feet. of times, like, for uh, for zoning stuff, like, when you're building a house, you can't go... In certain neighborhoods, you can't go over 30 feet. Right. Right? the the roof to the foundation so it, like 42 feet is maybe like, i'm seeing that wrong it's pretty crazy but uh, anyway midnight sun says uh, if the art panel welcomes controversial art how about a white 50-foot roman salute for solidarity that's right spray paint it white would that make a difference yep yeah. well a diversity of art uh, would mean uh, every uh, every everyone represented <laughs> right all right hey you might want to take dear cherusco there because i think there's something in Another language that you would No matter what they throw at us, the Sharusker <laughs> says, we will fight. We will never surrender in German. And then I had to look it up. French. Yeah. Is it French? It's, Tomorrow's, like French. Tomorrow, brandishing our flags as victors, we will parade. I think it's a saying. Is that what you say? Is it a saying? A saying. What is that called? A saying? Anyway. Thank you, Dara Shirusker. Appreciate that. Robothank, you're also saying you can't watch because of some D-Live pop-up. Yes, yeah, so you just have to go to one of the other places yeah, Rumble, to watch. Uh, go to Rumble, Odyssey, or something like that. We'll see if uh, we can fix that. We're, we're going to try to just replace that internal like player that you embed through um, uh, Entropy, uh, basically. They actually have their own internal, but I haven't gotten that working yet. So get, get right to them so we can just do uh, do that. But we appreciate you guys, uh, anyway, for, for uh, joining us over there. Um, uh, Six Gerillion sends a picture of that bull he was referencing in Oregon. Oh, Apparently cool. it's in the Trees of Mystery. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen this one, right? I this used to have a photo of myself standing bunny, under it. What was it again? Yeah. I was amused by it as a child. So where is it, though? It's in the Portland area or what? Well, there, there it is right there. Look at that. <laughs> 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 there, there it is. Awesome. Yeah, aren't there a couple of these around? Right, Paul? Like Paul Bunyan, is that what? Yeah, yeah. you see him around. He's yeah. like, you know, logger dude. It's very Northwest cool. logging and That's all. Awesome. Thanks for uh, sending that. <laughs> so it was fun to see. That's actually a cute bull. I like him. Yeah. Cute little blue thing. A blue satanic bull. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's talk now also about what that clenched uh, fist actually means, right? Because uh, it's actually a very interesting, you know, kind of historical backdrop to that. But but what it means today. Uh, is basically against white European Western civilization. That's what it is, right? It's a stick stick it to them like power uh, against you know the establishment and all that stuff. And it was a woman down under who's a, a member of the Green Party in Australia that uh, joined in here. Uh, she was being sworn in, in fact. And she was uh, totally shitting on uh, white Australia and everything it represents. And uh, not, I'm personally not a big fan of Queen Elizabeth, but and, and even the royals overall, the Windsors. Uh, but this is the perception, right, that they are still representatives of like white supremacy and colonialism in their eyes, right? So they have to shit on them in order to shit on the, on the rest of society. Uh, but look, look at this here. Uh, her name is. Uh, 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 what was it? Alia Thor Thorpe, last name Thorpe. Check this. Check this out. What happened when she was going to be sworn in? Senator Thorpe, please come to the table to make and subscribe the affirmation of allegiance. Lydia Thorpe. That's right. Look at this cringe, dumb. Oh God. <laughs> oh man. Embarrassing. <laughs> she's uh, she's Aboriginal, I guess. Too. Or like way. tiny, like tiny bit. Doesn't look like authentic you. Aboriginal clothing, does it? I. Sovereign Lydia Thorpe, who solemnly and sincerely affirm and declare that I will be faithful and I bear true allegiance 
to the colonizing Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. Uh. Senator Thorpe. Yeah. Well, you're enjoying that colonization. So get out, get out of the yeah. system then. That you leave. <laughs> no, you want to be right there. She wants to have her makeup and her hair done and all her clothes and drive her BMW while she's talking about like, yeah, we need to decolonize Australia. Okay, actually decolonize then. Like, just strip yourself of everything that whites have made. All right. And I'm going I'm to wait for. I'm sorry. Say the last part no, again. We're okay. good. Okay. Quiet. Senator Thorpe, you are required to recite the oath as printed on the card. So please uh -oh. recite the oath. This should be grounds for dismissal. Yeah. Just look throw, at her anger just and throw her out of Just throw her out of there, right? Yeah, here you're doing the fist, right? <laughs> exactly. How to decolonize your life and be free of white colonialism. Yeah, we, we put it on our Telegram, simple. but it's up on uh, all our websites on BitChute and Odyssey. Check that out. There's a great uh, overview there <laughs> you did on like all the things that these people are benefiting from, but by like not understanding the system, like the the any everything around you that you're benefiting from right now, right? Anyway, back to the clip here. Uh, Senator Thorpe, Senator Thorpe, order. I, Lydia Thorpe, do solemnly and sincerely affirm and declare that I will be faithful and bear. True allegiance to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Her hairs and successors Her hairs. according hairs. to law. Uh, Senator Thorpe, please sign the test roll and Senator's roll. All right. And obviously she was, no, that's not the one. She was uh, celebrated, right, in a lot of, here's one <laughs> article. It was, and it was like, it was not a denouncing or, you know, it was like, oh, she's so brave. You know, a lot of the coverage was, was like that. Oh my God! He call she calls Queen Elizabeth a colonizer, and it, and then it's not like the article is not like, and here's why that's ridiculous, and all the benefits that happen because of uh, you know white people colonizing. No, it's like uh, it, it's taking her perspective of oh they they were this was they were wicked and they enslaved everybody, and so she's totally righteous in doing what she's doing. She's uh, like she's very mixed too, by the way, obviously, because well, yeah, you course. know what Aboriginals really look like, yeah, you yeah. know. And I love it too how these people are okay with uh, other me other people calling colonizing other non-european people colonizing australia today they don't seem to mind about that do they no not now it's right jimmy fallis says good. wow that senator thorpe exudes evil yes there's so many of these now in our countries they just, just they hate, hate they're, full and they want hate. To dis they're there as a wrecking ball uh, look at right? her with her little her little stick there a little magical stick or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <A little> rain <laughs> stick <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean that'll stop us. <laughs> the car that you drove in on, the buildings that you're in, right? The electricity you're using, the, the like every single invention her clothes, around her you. Her shoes, you know? her pantyhose, like yeah. everything, lady, you hypocrite. Yep. Joseph Thomas says, "What do you think it will take to get white people like black power fist lady to ever love their own people once it becomes fashionable due to white persecution? I mean, what's it going to take? I think some of they'll, those women go are down just." The ship. They're just a lost yep. cause. You just have to Some move, of these move women on. Just yeah. forget about no, it. No, speak to speak to people that are at least willing to listen, and uh, don't push too much. Uh, give them just tiny bits here and there, and whatever thing they're interested in, focus on that. Like you know, I've said it many times before, but like don't try to don't just like flood people with stuff or information or stat. You know, just gently. Just, Small things. And the crazier it gets, you know I, mean? I mean, the anti-whites do a lot of the work for you. You know, the the crazier it gets, yeah. like it's inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. they will be coming to no, our it's, arms. It's 
it's when we decide collectively to say no against all of this garbage and nonsense that's happening, that's that'll be a game changer. You know what I mean? And not every one of us will do it, but there will be like a, a a necessary critical mass at some point. And when we say no, then this fucking circus is over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, and right. real real shit's gonna start happening again. That's right. All right. So uh wanted to cover this as well. Uh, this is interesting, right? FBI, who's who, who's the who's that terrorist now, right? This is one of their main issues now, pushing uh, basically white people, anyone who's first or second amendment, uh, remotely just conservative. Those are Nazis now, and all that stuff, right? Dangerous terrorist. And so here's a story about that, about uh, the FBI that leaked documents there from them. Uh, that's uh, defining their definition of, of a so-called militia violent extremist. And it's basically uh, anyone now. We Remember a while ago we talked about how they're coming for, um, what was it, uh, just uh, libertarian, I think? Libertarians, right? They started weaving into this concept too, like that's dangerous. This is kind of a, an extension to that, and now they've gone even further. So ANCAPs, right, anarcho-capitalists, <laughs> the, 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 the black and yellow flag, that's now d- uh, domestic terrorism, essentially, violent extremism. You have the Punisher skull. You have uh, any the, the Second Amendment type of symbols, right? Even the Gadsden flag. Yeah, the don't of step course. on me, right? So you know, and we said this too, right? When the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security started working or getting rather uh, as much money. Uh, to deal with so-called domestic terrorism as they spent on uh, Muslim uh, extremism and terrorism abroad and in the Middle East and stuff like that. We said that even if that terrorism isn't actually there and doesn't even exist, they'll invent it, mm-hmm. right? So this is one of the yeah. things where you move the goalposts to include more people in your... Vi- Look at what a big problem this is, right? All yeah, the, well, we all called it. That was uh, of course, yeah, exactly, right? So, um, yeah, the three percenters, right? Any Anything at all, right? It says here... Leaked Federal Bureau of Investigation documents provided to Amoland News and posted on uh, lawyers' uh, Twitter account shows that the FBI considers most of the Second Amendment community to be possible militia violent extremists, or MVE for short. The documents were sent to all ATF field offices to guide agents in identifying signs of what could be MVEs. These signs include the Boogalo flag, (laughs) or terms like big, Big Iglo, the Boogaloo movement started as a meme referencing the 1980s movie Breakin' to Electric Boogaloo as the second American Civil War. The term has proliferated gun culture and taken on a life of its own. And of course, a lot of that was like what feds or something were running with that, right? The Boogaloo stuff. Another symbol that might suggest uh, and so-called MVE to the FBI is the ANCAP flag. The uh, flag mixes yellow as a symbol of capitalism with the black flag of the anarchist. Anarcho-capitalists believe in replacing the state with minimized public service supplied by companies competing through the free market. ANCAPS thinks the service will be cheaper and higher quality due to competition instead of government monopolies. Here's a, this is a good one, too. The FBI also views the Punisher skull as a sign of extremism. The skull comes from the Punisher comic book with anti-hero Frank Castle takes his murderous revenge on the criminal underworld. The skull has been used in several movies and a successful Marvel series. It has also been used by SEAL Team 3 and multiple law enforcement organizations, including the Punisher Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club, <laughs> the Punisher's LEMC, and which has numerous... FBI agents as members, oh, by the way. Go, yeah. Even here, look at this. This is kind of weird, right? The Uvalde police uh, uh, police officer down in Texas, that whole thing, the debacle. 
uh, that made headlines because he had a Punisher logo on his phone and stuff, right? Uh, anyway, this goes on, as you can see, here, m multiple other symbols and stuff, and it's basically, uh, let's just include anybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, for once, uh, lots of talk, but a little bit less action. Ted Cruz uh, actually came out and uh, put this ridiculous bullshit down. Listen to uh, this here. I think people would be astonished to find that having that license plate, the FBI indicates that you're a violent extremist. Also included on this is a text that I was particularly struck is the Gonzales battle flag. Come and take it. As indicative of being a violent extremist militia. Well, I will self-report right now that every day in the Senate I wear my boots that have the Gonzales battle flag on the back of them. Terrorists. And they're like, yes, exactly. All you Republicans are terrorists. That's what they want to put on there next. Just yep. Everyone on the right. <laughs> and as bad and as rhino-ish many of them are, yeah. it doesn't matter. No. It does not matter. No. These are the, the, the these are the terrorists now. And, and it's this narrative. They're, they're the Nazis. We have a clip on that later. They're, the GOP are Nazis, right? Kind of goes in line with the uh, Jason Stanley clip that we played as well, right? Well, fa fascism, you know, it's like it's all the Republican Party. Anyway, here, uh, more Ted Cruz here. Uh, calling out all the bullshit around the Whitmer case, right, of this uh, the, the Fed uh, sting operation, the entrapment uh, around Michigan Governor Whitmer. Listen to this. In Michigan, that case ended up an absolute debacle where the four people who went to trial, two of them were acquitted, two received mistrials. None of them were convicted on even a single charge. And the basis of the defense was entrapment, that the FBI, that paid enforcements for the FBI had suggested and had incited the conduct. Let me ask you, how many FBI agents were disciplined or reprimanded after that disastrous case and the misconduct that led to every defendant being acquitted or having a mistrial on every charge? None. Uh, Senator, I can't comment on a personal matter. I can they tell you that that, that case, yep. as I understand it, is now pending. Is this sh shitbag still in there? Like, I thought I got rid of this guy. Ending a, uh, a retrial, as I understand it. Well, the special agent in charge of that case has now been sent to D.C., to the Washington, D.C. office, and now leads the investigation regarding January 6th. Is that Of course. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> that doesn't sound I, I can't believe that. That's yeah. incredible. That sound right to me. That does not sound right. The, the, the name of the individual Look at, is he's Steven. doing the squirmy thing with his mouth like he knows he's bullshitting. Did you oh, see yeah. that? That weird let, twitch let, let he did? Let me go back. Let me go back. He does this Investigation twitch. regarding January 6th. Is that correct? That doesn't sound right to me. That does what? not sound right. The, the, the oh, name yeah. of the individual <laughs> yeah, see? is Steven. Yeah, see? You're right. He's bullshitting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. D'Antuno, he was, he was run out of the FBI Detroit field office. And by the way, I will point okay. out that the lead investigator, Special Agent Track, are you aware that he was apparently fired for allegedly beating his wife after coming home from a swingers party? Nice guy. That's right. Oh, it was that guy. That's right. I remember that. Nice. nice. Derogatory political post about President Trump showing political bias. Are you aware of that? But where are the dangers? I am aware ones? of, yep. I think, the incident you're describing uh, and action that was taken about it. Uh, to clarify, on the first part of your question, uh, Mr. D'Antuano was the special agent in charge of the office. Uh, the Detroit field office is now the assistant director in charge of the Washington field office. I thought you were asking about the agent who was responsible for the... So the guy in charge got promoted and is now in charge of the January 6th investigation. The guy in charge of the whole Detroit field office is now in charge of the whole Washington field office. So that is yes. Yes. So, yes. so the same guy. He couldn't, oh, he even, couldn't even just say yes nope. there. Nope. That guy. 
It's amazing how freaking corrupt. Like these people are literally beating their wives, running drugs, covering up for pedophiles, but people like us are the problem. Yep. GOP normie tier yeah. GOP conservatives are now domestic extremist Nazis. This is what and again, this is just how they play the show, right? Just no, no, just expand the definition. Look at what a problem is. We need more funding. We need new offices just to deal with domestic extremism, right? Wasn't even more and more control uh, and oh, yeah. tyranny. That's it, what they it, want. Never gonna end with these people, right? Scum, absolute scum. So uh, going to another thing, you know, we've all heard of, um, well, remember rather, uh, Charlottesville, right, and the traffic accident there and stuff like that. Well, you know, it's always fun when you kind of like you juxtapose things that happen. Um, usually, it's not always the case, but usually it's kind of like if if there is a non-white perpetrator, then it's not domestic terrorism, right? It's like it's been a couple of cases maybe when it's like Islamic terrorism, then they have yeah, they they still filed it under that or whatever. But in other cases, it's like. White people do it. Terrorism, you know, hundreds of years in jail. Uh, if non-white people do it, eh, it's not a big. It's not really terrorism, right? So we had a point. We had a basically a Hispanic Charlottesville here. Just happened in New Mexico. Here's the uh, footage from that. <laughs> Except they actually meant to run over people. Exactly, right. But I'm just saying, yeah. compare the situation at least, right? Oh, my God. Is this New Mexico or Mexico? Because <laughs> it looks like Mexico. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Mexico. Oh, my God. All right, so I don't know how many people have died from that. Uh, not a Kill lot of details five, yet. No, this is a different one. This oh, is yes, a, another one. Okay. in L.A. here. Look at this. There's another one. Um, my point is I'm racing this because, like, you know, white people bad, uh, white people terrorists, mm -hmm. right? Conservatives, Nazis, conservatives, domestic violent extremists and stuff, right? They're doing things like at, at Charlottesville. Okay, will any of these other ca is, cases be, be route through that? They're going to look at their you know, politics and, yeah, have yeah, this big trial over it. Examine their lives and exactly, right? So here's an, yet another one here. Ellie uh, nurse who slammed who slammed speeding Mercedes into car is that a right sentence? yeah slammed her speeding Mercedes slammed into speeding cars. Mercedes into cars killing five arrested by CHP right um, a registered nurse has been arrested and will be booked on ve vehicular manslaughter charges in the fiery Windsor Hill crash that killed five people, including a pregnant woman. Law enforcement sources confirmed the times on Friday. Investigators have arrested Nicole Linton, and it was not. I searched for that, and it's uh, both both this, that, and the other. So I'm not sure uh, what it, the longer usually goes, right? Then it's most mm -hmm. likely a non-white person. That's kind of the trend, right? Uh, so we'll see. Who gets blamed for this? But of course, if it's a white woman, then it's probably going to be white supremacy or something. Uh, but if it's not, then it's going to be, oh, it's just a one-off. It's fine. But anyway, they're doing like blood tests on this woman now to figure out what happened. But no, these these things have, I mean, we all remember Daryl Brooks Jr., no hate crimes charges, right? right? Intentionally driving into white people. These people can kill people This happens people a lot more often than you think in America because we don't oh, hear yeah. about all the cases, right? Nope, not at all. It's very strange, right? So, uh, yes, let me play a little bit of this. This is a funny clip here. Um, it looks like neo-Nazis. Okay. 
So let's listen a few minutes. Has Nazism within the Republican Party reached a critical mass? Look at this nutter, man. <laughs> oh, this is great. He just this looks is, like cool. insane as soon as you look at him. Like, <laughs> he's a great. nut. Listen to this. We'll play a few minutes of this. This is great. It looks like neo-Nazis are no longer just the fringe of the Republican Party, but rather they have become the mainstream Republicans. Yeah, just right. yesterday at a Turning Point USA. Oh my, Turning Point USA Nazis. Oh my God, this is hilarious. So I still, okay, let him tell the story. Oh my God, uh, really? And, I haven't seen this one. I, I, I heard about it and uh, a friend told me and, and I was like, oh shit, I missed that, you know, kind of thing. But clearly like a gay op type thing like someone's trying to think that you know blame the turning point as being not anyway. that's funny though it is funny usa rally which is a group of young conservatives to gather young people sort of an indoctrination on the right to hold they never indoctrinate on the events. left right and what guess what there was a group of neo-nazis outside the rally with swastikas and some of them had pictures very derogatory pictures of the curly haired animated character that is supposed to represent a jew and it is very anti-semitic the worst <laughs> part about this is not a single republican condemned this but this is nothing why should they though to be honest yeah. it's like what so i what think this is the i think this is the story Pure hatred. Florida Holocaust Museum condemns Nazi symbols outside of Turning Point USA convention. Is that the one? So I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure who's behind it or whatever, but this is obviously like funny. some feds or Trying some to, troll. You know, it's yeah, probably just something. a troll because toilet paper USA is just so cringe. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep let's listen to this very uh, reasonable, rational uh, young man here new with the Republicans. Just last week, every House Republican voted against a bill to conduct a Nazi probe of the military and law enforcement. He really so thinks I'm gonna repeat Nazis that are like just because real and everywhere. I mean these people are insane, you know? You know how they God. The, the other side, the Democrats, right, but they set up like a trap. They say we're gonna go after white supremacies and yeah. Nazis, right? That's the heading, right? And then you realize just like we showed you with the FBI the thing that basically anybody that we don't like is a Nazi and a yep. white supremacist. And that's why at least some of those Republicans were smart enough saying, uh, this will be misapplied. Let's vote against this, right? And and it doesn't, so that doesn't work anymore. And they're freaking out and they're like, what do we do here? And of course, the more loony they get and off the rocker and off the edge, the more I think at least some of the, you know, normie tier Republicans are like, what the hell is going like, on here? They you know literally I mean? think everyone is a Nazi who doesn't think like yep. them. And like, no one gives a shit anymore. Like, nope. no one cares what you think. But it's, it's funny watching them, like like the desperation of like, yeah. we, if we call them Nazis even more and harder, then we will win, you know? <laughs> We've become so accustomed and desensitized to these anti-Semitic bills that the Republicans continue to want to pass. Every <laughs> is, is he a, Jewish or something? Why does he care so much about anti-Semitism? Like, yeah, he is. <laughs> Wait for it. Uh, something the, about the, his grandparents and the Holocaust coming? The, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the same... What, what was the point he made here again? Because I've... I've, I've I'm starting, I laughed hard internally, so I forgot what it was. But yeah, no, it, it's... Um, 
Republicans, there's one thing the GOP are known for. It's their anti-Semitism, right? <laughs> they're anti-Israeli, yeah, just like straight up Nazi. Absolutely, that's what they're known Please. for. House Republican voted no on a probe that would remove Nazis from the military and from the police force. I guess they want to. Uh, no, because it was ba- would basically call anybody Nazi, and they can remove them if they're even just remotely conservative. But uh, all right, Idiot. all right, dude. The Nazis in the police force. That's right. But what does they this voted, mean? They that- voted to keep all the Nazis in the police <laughs> yeah. force. That's what. <laughs> they, that's what yeah, happened. Sure. That's, the, that's the outcome of this here. This is is great. This is gold. There are Nazis showing up to Republican rallies, and and the Republicans don't want to remove Nazis from law enforcement. What does that mean? Well, at first, maybe you would. Th- it means you're losing, buddy. <laughs> think they, they, they don't want to offend any of their voters because on the far right they want to retain all those far right voters but i see this as something entirely different i see this as now the republicans main audience it is their main demographic <laughs> now i'm just not ta- i'm not just talking about nazis i'm talking about right now. seriously is this brief? so again what what they're what they're most known for right now what they're most uh their biggest number one priority is to cater to uh to as many extreme white nationalists yeah. and Nazi, neo-nazis as possible mm-hmm. that's that's the gop yep. right now yep nationalists i'm talking about the evangelicals i'm talking about people who believe that if you are not a white straight or quote-unquote straight Christian, <laughs> what it was like, quote, doesn't even exist anymore, right? But anyway, let, let me oh go for. Oh my gosh! Here's Dude. a. Let me go to the good party. I think I think two minutes is good. You get a, you get a little slice of what's going on here. How right? many views here? Twenty. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's like a, he he's a very new channel. They just bo- uh, popped <laughs> up here. Dash Dobrovsky. Yeah. It's very entertaining. I, I highly recommend it. If you want to have a good laugh, uh, here, let's play this segment uh, right here. Because think about what they're doing. They have exiled Adam Kinzinger from the Republican Party. They've exiled Liz Cheney. They've exiled Mitt, Mitt Romney. And let me remind you, those three Republicans are very hard, hard right Republicans. They are anti-choice. <laughs> no. They believe abortion should be outlawed. They Kinzinger are- is a hard right. Oh my Liz Cheney is a hard right Republican. Well, he thinks that what like normie tier GOP is, is Nazis. So. That, that's oh no, that's proven now. He proved it. Pro guns. They don't believe in climate change, and they uh, and they all vote against the Voting <laughs> Rights Act. These are hardcore Republicans, and now you have the entire Republican Party or the far right, which is now just the right, accusing these three Republicans of being. <laughs> Rhinos. And by the way, Rhino stands for Republican in name only. So according to the GOP, if these people who who are who deny women of their constitutional <laughs> rights are the quote unquote real Republicans. Well, it makes them white nationalists and it makes them people who embrace Nazis and are not only seeking the Nazi vote, but they are hoping to rile up and, and drudge up the worst kinds of people in America to to tap into their inner racism or their inner hatred for for non-white or for Jewish people. And I'm saying this as a Jew. Very, I'm going I'm to keep myself out of it, actually. Let me... So, so... <laughs> I didn't see that coming, man. I did not. I did me? not see. Who could have seen that, that Listen, coming? The delivery oh, there is, is is incredible, though. Let's. <laughs> I want to keep myself out of it. 
Oh, it makes them people who embrace Nazis and are not only seeking the Nazi vote, but they are hoping to rile up and, and drudge up the worst kinds of people in America to to tap into their inner racism or their inner hatred for, for non-white or for Jewish people. And I'm saying this as a Jew. Very, I'm going <laughs> to keep myself out of it, actually. Let me... Yeah, so, so. right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> that laugh at the end. Oh, that's great. Oh, my gosh. Is it, maybe he is Well, trolling. but I'm going to keep my Jewishness out of this. Maybe he's trolling. Like, <laughs> is, he, oh. is he trolling? I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I, can't. It's, I mean, there <laughs> are plenty of insane people. Um, is he you insane know, or is he acting? I don't know. But uh, anyway, check it out. I mean, it's, I, almost uh, can't, I almost can't believe it. It's kind of newer and stuff, mm-hmm. too. Yep. So, right. uh, so, yeah. So here is the far right. Uh, <clears throat> here's the far in his words. Wouldn't he, uh, sorry, and before you say sure, that, wouldn't sure. he at least comb his hair before doing a video? Unless he's an actor and wants to look more crazy. So, you know, not combing your Why hair makes you, you look crazy. Why would you say such an anti-Semitic thing? <laughs> Did you not see Jason Stanley last, uh, the last uh, week that we could, when we cover that? <clears throat> Jason Stanley? The, uh, the fro? Anyway. So here's, uh, the next one here is the uh, very extreme uh, hard right Liz Cheney, right? Let, let's see what she uh, what she uh, what she does. I heard here. she's losing in some primaries. Uh, so. Yeah, I think so, right? <clears throat> so I, I guess he's right. In, in one, uh, one way, also, why let them think this? You know, let them think that this is actually because uh, I think it demoralizes them. It's l- let's do a little Sun Tzu here. Like, yes, they're all Nazis. You're losing to them. <laughs> like, your 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 time is up, buddy. You know, kind of thing. That's kind of funny to to push that hard, right? He's got to be joking, man. List, I, I don't know. He's got to be joking. So, Liz Cheney, I, I, and I can't believe I didn't. I think I just asked once, and like. Liz Cheney. It's not Dick Cheney's daughter, is it? And it was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know everyone out there knows this, but I didn't. And I'm just like, yeah. no, like, really? And she's I, always I didn't think it would be that against Republicans. Horrible. Absolutely horrible, right? So Liz Cheney just rolled out her, I, I thought he was dead, actually, Dick Cheney, her father, to campaign for Isn't he her. Dead? I, thought I thought he, he was, was dead, dead, too. Campaign for her again, unless it's a deep fake here, she revived. Uh, against the Nazis, uh, uh, the MAGA Nazis and Donald Trump. Listen to this here. In our nation's 246-year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I oh wish. Right? He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. Okay, now, so you're a liberal, of, dude. Speaking of lies, I, I'm not, not sure about you guys, but uh, <clears throat> do you remember that little uh, WMD little debacle just for once or the Halliburton scandals or all the wars that this guy helped us start? No, no. The big problem, and I don't like the guy, you know, he pushed the vax and, you know, it's more pro-Israel than America, but and he thinks Donald Trump is the, is the problem? This is laughable, right? He's a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost yeah, his you, election. You never did. You never did, Dickie. <laughs> and he lost big. I know it. He knows it. And deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Lynn and I are so proud of this Liz so standing yes. up to the truth, doing what's right, honoring her oath to the Constitution, when so many in our party are too scared to do so. Liz is fearless. She never backs down from a fight. There is nothing more important she will ever do than lead the effort to make sure Donald Trump is never again Glad she lost. lost. Yep. And she will succeed. I am nope. Dick Cheney. I proudly voted for my daughter. I hope you will too. 
<laughs> I'm Liz Cheney, uh, okay. and I approve this message. I, I, I literally oh, man. did. Did they really do? <laughs> they really did this. They really did this. It's it's quite something. Uh, quite oh, remarkable. I, I, I never thought I'd see that that combo of oh, things man. and like how this played out. But yeah, all right, there you go. Oh. Yes, totally balanced. Uh, so yeah, there you go. All the uh, this is the GOP, right? All the the all the Nazis. Archie, sorry, I missed you. In reference to the last one, there he said, "I noticed the ape in him too. He's about to chip out." Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, you uh, are you caught up there? Yeah. Let's see if I have anything on. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Clown World Church says the FBI is a terrorist organization. It is, yes, because it's funding terrorism. Yeah, they're terrorism. the terrorists. Can you believe? Can yeah. you believe that that's how it turns out? Okay. So the uh, next uh, topic here is regarding, think about this. Like, the, the, yeah, Nazism is being normalized in our world, right? Everything is Nazism, Nazis bad, right? All that stuff. So here's a, here's a story of that, how absurd that is in one level, right? But even... Even geometric shapes that huh. have a slight, uh, there's like a, 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 a not even a, a mimicking. It's funny how a this particular shape, though, Henrik, just keeps wanting to come out, come out for in some different reason, ways. Yeah. It, it's so bad that it even wants things to come that play. are, in, obviously it's not intended to be like a swastika here, right? But even that, like, if the intention is, is not that, and it's just not even the same thing, but someone who always thinks about swastikas everywhere, right, obviously sees this on this logo here. So Virginia School District have now apologized for a logo that resembles the swastika. Not not that it was one, or and, and again, nothing wrong with the symbol. It's an ancient symbol. It's a European symbol. It should be completely fine to use it. You know what I mean? If you're gonna start banning and chopping things, well, I can think of an, a, a million other symbols that you should ban, right? Um, anyway, the Hanover County School Superintendent said that the logo designed by a teacher was intended to represent four hands and arms grasping together. So yeah, it was meant I to be like, it. you know, Diversity, right? This basically <laughs> is like a diversity yeah, symbol, right? We're all, you, you have seen those, like, but you know, the, the, the meme logos, right? Yeah, of or course. The but the, this, I can see what, what the swastika is like movement, like things are moving, right? So that's why yeah. there's some of that in there, right? Let's but play, it's not that. No, it's, it's definitely not that. <laughs> let's, not. let's look at the, let's see what the video is about here. I recognize what it was immediately. That at first glance, <laughs> we were all shocked. To some look so obvious that they don't want to say what it resembles. I don't want to use <laughs> They can't oh, even say I can't even say I it. I can't even. It's so offensive. I'm oh about to. Oh, my God. I'll have heart attacks and I'll break down emotionally. That word. I don't like it in any way, shape, or form. But it was very oh close to God. being a symbol. It's so bad they can't even say swat. Like, even those who oh, hate it. Useless. Can't even right say there. the word. This is how. <laughs> associated with Hanover County Schools. The school system says it was designed by a Hanover teacher and printed on church to be worn at a professional learning conference. Let's see the teacher. But when it surfaced sure. on social media, the backlash was immediate. Dozens claiming it resembled a swastika. I'm just shocked and disgusted that they would release a shirt like that. Former oh. students like Gad. I can't believe this geometric shape like, is still alive. Oh my alive. god, yeah. I can't believe it. Well, it was four things going in different directions. And <laughs> so there you go. That's that explains it then. Ban it all. He done says the design is unquestionable. I don't know how you couldn't see the symbol that's there. Others like you know Ryan she didn't Senior, tell someone else pointed it out. He's almost this guy not surprised didn't. by no. the design. It's like clear on what it is and what it resembles. So I don't know how I could get this far without, you know, people. Let's ask him about the origin of the swastika and right. how old the symbol yeah, is. Let's start right. asking this guy some questions about it and yeah. see uh, see how it's smart he is. Those who knows the most and screams the loudest or something to get banned, like knows nothing about it, right? And what the reasoning is. And it's like, 
even um, I forgot my train of thought, but let's keep playing here. It's just so absurd. But it is. But I'm also not surprised it got that far, judging by, you know, just the kind of that we're in. And the statement the superintendent said. Oh, I'm not surprised because right. it's all Nazis. Because it's in all this white country. supremacy anyway, right? So I'm, I'm not surprised. So <laughs> I've, I've, I've caught it all now. I, I'm, I'm expecting this at every around every corner. That's what oh, it is, right? Man, dude. Holy crap! This is so Your bad. IQ is showing. Is, but I'm also not surprised it got that far, judging by, you know, just the kind of that we're in. In the statement, the kind that we're in. The kind that we're in. The kind of you know, you know, whatever. Bro. Hint adding that it was supposed to be a symbol of unity, representing <laughs> four arms grasping together. Doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry. Can't you see CEO that symbol of, of unity Jewish there? Community. Like it, it does what, make sense though. Like but, uh, arms grasping together. Well, what did what does the Jewish community think oh, of this? Gosh. Let's uh, let's uh, let's tap in and and and, and hear hear him out. Sorry. And for the CEO of the Jewish Community Federation of <laughs> Richmond, Daniel Staffenberg. I myself am angry. I hope this was a simple oversight because the resemblance, while it's not a official swastika, the resemblance would have raised a flag, I think. Oh so, so basically, folks, God. if they just consider something to resemble a swastika, oh it, it will be banned and it will... Do you, do you see where this is going when it comes to geometrical shapes and like that we can't... Now we're going to stop using certain patterns and shapes because of, of the, what it resembles. This, this is how bad it is. Just a right? black fist, you know. Exactly. That's going to be fine though, right? Oh, man, For these many. local but news stories are like they're, hilarious. I love they're great. They're fantastic. The, the audio is always the shit and, and yeah. the, the camera they're angles sitting, are horrible. They're sitting in like, here like a, re- a mic really close like this uh, in some van somewhere doing it remotely. Says he's also accepting of the superintendent's swift response who says the design has been pulled and that the school system unquestionably condemns anything associated <laughs> no. with the Nazi regime in the strongest manner possible. <laughs> These fucking people. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, the oh Nazi regime. God. Like, oh, my God. Guess what? It doesn't exist anymore. It's always uh, something under... Joseph Thomas says with the blue and white, it kind of looks like a low-key Star of David. Yeah, I could kind of see that, exactly. too. Right, exactly, yeah. Oh my God! Mm. That's hilarious. Is All there right. more to this last, one? Yeah, just a last minute here, or less. Actually, last ten seconds. What we are always focused on is building relationship and Hunting open dialogue yeah. um, between the Jewish community and our leaders and the Nazis throughout the Commonwealth. Um, and I think that's where this needs to start, and that will determine our outcome. I think it should be Come a on, dude. long. You know, it's not an actual and, uh, swastika. Deep uh, discussion about this because <sighs> they'll this use hour. it. They know it's total bullshit, but he's sitting there and he's like, "Let's use this." And, and again, even when it shows up, and this is, of course, you know, even when it shows up, and you have other shapes, other geometric shapes that, when combined create that shape <laughs> is also illegal and being pulled. Look, look at this uh, video here. Do you guys have the Band Fiorentina shirt from 1992? Yes, we do. So let's go take a look and see what it's all about. In the summer, it's a football jersey from right? 19- or uh, soccer from it. 92, ahead of their the Serie A music. season. Italian club Fiorentina released the most controversial kit in the history of football. The uh, why? shirt featured iconic sponsorship from drinks company 7up, the first time they'd ever sponsored a football team. How's However, that right the sponsor away? itself has nothing to do with the reason why it was banned, so have you noticed the real reason behind the controversy? Upon closer inspection, you may notice something rather sinister alongside the pattern sinister. of the kit. When you notice it the first time, seven it's up. hard to not see seven it. 7up is sinister. 7up, yeah, no. Where else? On the sleeves, on the back. It's no wonder that halfway through the season, when people realized the symbols on the shirt, that this kit was removed on political grounds. The shirts were recalled and many were destroyed, leaving very few in the world today, making this shirt one of the rarest ever. 
Do you see it, guys? So it's ba- it's arrows, face. right? It's actually yeah. arrows that are intersecting over each other, right? That's and where my eye first went, but then I was like automatically looking for a Swazi next because that's right. always the only thing that gets <laughs> designed. Ever pulled. exactly? I know. Anyway, so the, the, you see it from that angle. Obviously, it's like different a- arrows, you know, intersecting. But no, even that is de- even that is now banned. I wonder if, the, it's if just people are like, like, I really like that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great combo, you know. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Um, oh man! All right, oh, so geez. let's do this. Let's talk about. Here's Hold on, more. Bill Hoover says yeah. I heard Hanover School was going to call themselves the Eagles Nest. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Yep. Changing names. Here we go. GOP. Well, GOP is as as the um, Dabrowski explained there. Every, these are the uh, new Nazis now. They're they've always been Nazis, but now they've come out with it, and they're not. No one's denouncing it. In fact. Here's Papa John on the stage on the uh, CPAC. This is in Texas, I think it is, right? Uh, basically saving uh, the he's basically saving the white race here uh, with his uh, comments. Let's play at uh, bad pizza. Four minutes here, because uh, that was the funny part. Uh, this is he's this not is known the, for his public speaking skills. I mean, no, tell he's you. not that like, uh, not that boring. great. But they were upset as as mild as these comments were. Mm-hmm. They were very upset about this. Let's, let's Versus today in the environment that my dad was in the 70s. The, the thing we're up against is, is kind of a linear equation. I call it the evil elite left. Uh, Gates, um, Soros. Um, Soros, I like that. Soros. Swab, <laughs> I mean, there's, we'll just take one exhibit, the, the food supply. Um, the pharmaceutical, uh, the uh, processed foods, processed food that the FDA, the FDA shouldn't really approve, doesn't kill you, but it really does make you sick. And then the same five groups that Which own- Which kill you eventually, but yeah. all right, man. The processed foods also own the pharmaceutical companies that they get you on because they're not sick. So there's five entities that really control media, academia, That's everything That's anti-Semitic. Else. Yep. Um, it's those five evil entities. You can always tell when they're active um, in what they're doing. Um, it goes back to 1918, uh, the Frankfurt Institute. Uh-oh. No. Uh-oh. Frankfurt School. The Frankfurt School. So this was what happened. Papa yeah. John's pizza founder, John Schnatter. Schna- Schnatter? Anti-Semitic rant. It's a it, rant by telling a, truths. This was a, 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 pro, a GOP pro-Nazi, anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic rant <laughs> where he's talking about that there's entities that control the media and academia. Like that, like that's not true? Like, of course. That these entities control processed foods and pharmaceuticals suggesting yeah. the former makes you sick so you take the latter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this used to be no shit-ism <laughs> ten years ago. Like liberals used to talk about that, right? How it's all scam. Oh my god. So that's that's But all it's it also takes. an omission too, and they're like, it's anti-Semitic because he said there's five. He didn't say Jews nope, in there. He's in control of the but media. But then they're owning that and saying it's anti-Semitic. So, okay, so, so it the, is the GOP is talking about uh, as uh, <clears throat> what was it? Tucker clarified in that uh, interview that he did with Ben Smith, right? You remember that? The whatever his new dumb group was, the former BuzzFeed news guy. That uh, it's white left. No, no, it's white leftists behind everything, right? That's what it is. That and that's what that's what I think he j- sincerely mean when he says that. But the other side kind of like does the work for us. 
uh, and then claims that it's actually, no, it's, it, it's not that. It's something else going on here. It's like, all right, buddy, whatever you say. It's fascinating, isn't it? So Orban was there as well. Orban showed up at the CPAC event and also helping to save uh, the white race with some of his uh, comments. It's more fun than anything, but uh, let's listen to uh, him calling out the globalists here. But we have a different future in mind. The globalists can all go to hell. I have come to Texas. Uh, <laughs> Apparently it was pretty good. Here's another one with Orban here too. Um, talking about how we need less drag queens. He's devoted <laughs> to law and order without compromise. We decided, we decided we don't need more genders, we need more rangers. <laughs> less drag queens and more <laughs> Chuck Norris. <laughs> uh <-huh>. Nice. <laughs> more dra more, uh, more Chuck Norris. How about no drag queens? It's all right, you know, yeah, yeah. it's not bad actually. So anyway, that was some of the. I, I want to watch. I didn't see it yet, but the whole speech with uh, that was fine. He came to Texas. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, cool. it's not. It's not bad. There, there's plenty of criticisms of these guys, but uh, it's it's always it's always fun when they kind of rile up the other side. You know what I mean? And they always have like there's always a, they do enough, uh, which kind of you know. They, they get the right enemies in a way around them, which is always, so it's fun to watch that. But at the end of the day, I wish that there were more actually, you know, more uh, hardcore yeah. on some issues oh, and, you know, stood up of more, course. but, you know, but whatever, it, it is what we, uh, is what we have, right? All right. So should we, uh, should we switch over to the uh, Prager uh, clip? Yeah, let's do, let me get caught up on a couple okay, of days here. Cut, Archer cut. says, in 2018, I returned to Canada and watched left and right uh, mainstream media to catch up with politics. The left scared me from the left to the right. They are the haters that want to control every atom on earth. And if they can't, then destroy it. They have no concept of live and let live. Their strategy is global homo. That is right. It's they true, can't they, live yeah. and let live. No, they, they, they can't. They, their interest, as I said before, the only is... people on is, our um, side that talk like that. Yeah. Their interest is, is like... They get off on telling others what to do and how to live and all that stuff, and, and they just they, they enjoy destroying things. It's like a kid in the, the sandcastle that the dad uh, builds on the beach or whatever. They're always there, and they want to destroy it and tear things down. They never bu really built anything. No. They take over things that they do, and then they pervert it and turn it against itself, right? But no, they're not creative, and uh, it, it's, that's our side that's creative. Friends yeah. of Mary Fagan says, the media never reports anti-white hate crimes because they're trying to sell this Trotskyism to the world. That's right. Slow cooked frog. Must look squirrely and I'll take yours later after we do this uh, segment. Okay, let's do the uh, d the Dennis Prager one. This is actually kind of funny. So, question is is Hollywood not pro-Jewish? Let's listen. If you believe a guy called my radio show uh, once. I have a national radio show for the last uh, 30 years. I know. And, I know, uh, yeah. and so, uh, the guy calls me, he goes, you know, Jews control Hollywood. So he thought I would start yelling at him, oh, you're an anti-Semite. So I said, you know, the truth is, Jews really are disproportionately powerful in Hollywood. What's your point? <laughs> there was silence. He had no point. And then I said, what good has it done to the Jews that there were powerful Jews in Hollywood? Is what there one pro-Jewish film, one pro-Israel film in the last 50 years? Listen, I get it. Has there been one pro-Israel film in the last 50 years? And, and also saying that Hollywood, saying somehow that Hollywood hasn't been good for the Jews. What about that documentary we played not too long ago, Hollywoodism, where it was Jews who were like talking about how great it has been for them, how Hollywood has been this great vehicle for Jews. 
Oh, it's all in there. It's all in there. Uh, <laughs> Jews, movies, Hollywoodism, and the American dream. Yeah. And then, of course, that's based on it's the book, that. right? An empire of their own, how Jews invented Hollywood, right? No, no, the the, the, the take here is that this is the uh, because, and let's finish the, his line here. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's discuss this, shall we? <clears throat> There's plenty to talk about here. Let me back up 10 seconds. Here we go. He had no point. Well, then, yeah, he's a he then he's a dumbass yeah. if he had nothing to say after. Yeah, they control it. And then he had nothing else to yeah, say. Yeah, right. Ma Prager, listen up. You're, you're telling me all of a sudden that the values that Hollywood is pushing are, are good. Is that what you're going to say? Oh, it's all very wholesome. It's been very good for like conservatism and the family in America and all that stuff, right? <laughs> and, and then I said, what good has it done to the Jews that there were powerful Jews in Hollywood? <laughs> oh my Amazing. God. Is there one pro Jewish film, one pro Israel film in the last 50 years? <laughs> so it's no sort of a joke. So Every if you think Jews movie are too in strong Hollywood, in Hollywood is but you don't want to wipe us out, I'm okay with that. I couldn't care less. So show me one anti Semitic film that's made in Hollywood anymore. Like, where is it? I mean, he does say it's const he's constantly the, like promoting Jews, right? I mean, he does Jewish say culture. you know the, the, he he covers himself a little bit by saying the last fifty years. Well, that's still not true, though. We have to go back to uh, if you go if you take the first ones here that I mentioned as an example. Yeah, nineteen fifties and sixties and stuff like that. But once you're into the eighties, of course, then it's like well, then that doesn't fly, right? But remember, some of the biggest the biggest blockbuster movies that made Hollywood that like that they're, they're staple in the beginning was pro-Israel in the sense that they're pro like the Jewish you know people and stuff like that the, bibl the biblical movies that they made right the Ten Commandments with uh, Charlton Heston Ben-Hur Exodus right with Paul Newman um, they had uh, cast a, a giant shadow uh, with Kirk Douglas you had the Masada that was a TV show later on too uh, the poster here says uh, antagonist, right? But uh, Masada, right, 1981, stuff like that. So he covers himself by like kind of all the last 50 years, right? And uh, then you had a kind of a little bit of a, like a dull period. This is kind of an interesting article here detailing some of this. The epic battle in Hollywood over the Holy Land, right? Let me let me read a little bit here. It goes kind of through first of like, oh, there's some, you know, there are some... Um, you know, anti uh, the, the actors in Hollywood that kind of you know counter signaled Israel for a couple of times here and there, right? Because they're like they're leftists or whatever. Right? Because Israel is a is a right wing white supremacy country, right? That's their their arguments. So they have sig counter signaled them a little bit. So therefore, there's nothing within Hollywood that's actually pro Israel or pro Jewish, not which true. of course is, is not, not true. true. Um, it says here in this article. Uh, Jewish Hollywood leaders suddenly got very involved in the Jewish community and in the establishment of the state of Israel. They've gone th after they've gone through the, the initial history there. Uh, that was the start of what Ido Adhori, Adhori, maybe <laughs> a uh, former longtime Israeli diplomat and marketing guru with a background in film and television calls the Romantic Phase, when Hollywood icons were recruited to tell the story of Israel. In addition to Exodus, which I showed there, right? This includes the 1966 film Cast a Giant Shadow with Kirk Douglas and Frank Sinatra. It was in even for non-Jews to be part of the Israeli narrative, Arhoni says. Participating in that historical moment, uh, even cinematically, inspired Sinatra to fund a plaza at Hebrew University in Jerusalem that still bears his name to this day. 
Meanwhile, Lou Wasserman, the late legendary head of media giant MCA, a major force in the 20th century Hollywood, was wielding his influence around the industry. He would call people up and say, you're giving money to Israel. And that was that, says Danny Sussman, a talent manager at Brillenstein Entertainment Partners, who today is one of Hollywood's most outspoken Israel advocates. Continues here. From that point on, he says, Israel become largely defined by its complex ge geopolitics, which scared Hollywood, right? So there's like, there was a uh, the first Lebanon war, and so they kind of, he argues here, they pulled back a little bit. It wasn't as obvious, so kind of in your face that it used to be. Uh, but then, of course, it comes back again, they say. Israel gets a lesson in Hollywood. Things began to change again in 1997 when the LA Federation's entertainment division partnered with the Jewish Agency for Israel to launch what was known as the Master Class. For nearly 15 years, the Master Class brought countless actors, directors, producers, agents, managers, and top studio and network executives to Israel, introducing many of them to the country for the first time and taught Israelis how to pitch their projects. Producer Zvi, Zvi Hoff, uh, How, Howard Rosenman who served in the Israeli Defense Force before making classics such as Father of the Pride, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and the 2017 critical darling Call Me By Your Name helped run the program in its early years. He and uh, he and uh, and a parade of well-known guests explained to Israelis the inner workings of Hollywood. They knew nothing, Rosenman says, so we taught them the arcane systems that work out here and the culture of each studio and each network. Uh, again, says the master class cultivated a generation of aspiring Israeli writers just as Hollywood was entering a new golden age of television. An onslaught of smartly written, lavishly produced series coinciding with the explosion of platforms and producers. With Netflix, Amazon and Hulu joining cable giants such as HBO and Showtime and middleweight networks such as FX and USA disrupting network dominance. The hunger for fresh content was nearly insatiable. Add to that the rise of global distribution opportunities, and it was a near-perfect storm for a foreign invasion that Israelis, thanks to their talent and friends, were well poised to exploit, right? So they kind of try to argue a little bit that it's, that it's even like a separation between like pro-Israeli interest and Hollywood and even if they weren't like openly promoting like pro-Israel stuff for a little bit for a little portion as the article says the point of it the, the how they secure Israel and the existence of Israel and the funding of Israel is through organizations such as APAC for example or what is it the the major uh, presidents of uh, American Jewish organizations or whatever there's a hundred of these organizations right putting it the the main thing that Hollywood does is of course to keep uh, rest of society in check, right? To, to with a constant barrage of, let's say, Hollywood uh, Holocaust movies, right, coming out of Constantly. Hollywood. Constantly. Every every year, there's like a new blockbuster, mega-produced thing almost that comes out. Sometimes multiple times a year, right? What do you think? What does Dennis Prager think that that is, right? No, it's this. There's a baked-in narrative in in almost like 99% of Hollywood, almost 100. 
where it's like this white identity is bad, that's the boogeyman, Europeans are always the oppressor, as and, and Jews are always framed as the innocent victim by all of this and European white identity and things like this, right? And Hollywood never... That is the point. And Hollywood never criticizes Jews. They never show Jews in a bad light in any films, right? And yeah. then also, from my time there, what I found, that there are a lot of movie producers there who they come across as left in America, like they're liberals in America, but they very much behind closed doors when they're with their buddies support the state of Israel and are ethno-nationalists for for Israel, right? But they yeah. sing a different tune publicly in America. But I'll also remind you that there's plenty of Jewish actors that are pro-Israel. I mean, oh, you had yeah, Natalie Portman, oh, yeah. Seth Rogen, Sarah Silverman. I mean, you could this, go down the list. Naming Gal Gadot. Yeah, She's and even these are and these are military. leftists. These are liberals in America, course, but yep. they they are very pro-Israel. So to act like Hollywood is somehow putting those people down, or that Hollywood hasn't benefited Jews. I mean, come on, if you control like one of the, it's the biggest propaganda outlet there is that's blasting yeah. right into people's head hollywood mm-hmm. and the movies and and hollywoodism talks all about that right how they could just remake oh, yeah. america according to basically their image of what they want yeah you know but impose it, again, this shadow version on top of us exactly and it's dennis prager's i think a very intentional deflection of the issue right uh, there's a, and it was the Ben Shapiro response. Remember when? Yeah, you, you when had I had him on, him on show, and he right? said, yeah. uh, "Oh, it's just well, leftists, oh, it's li- right? liberal Jews." Yeah, yeah, yeah right. that's what it is. Yeah, they're right, not right. really. And by the way, really his Jews. family, his family <laughs> are like Hollywood of people. Course. Yeah, okay, exactly. and they're like How hardcore they Zionists. Yeah. Yeah, check out this one. Hollywoodism. We showed a couple of clips. Was it last week or the week yeah, before? Yeah, something anyway, like that. This I mean, is it's a very good undeniable. one. Undeniable. I mean, and again, if you want to really the deep dive, check out an empire of their own. Right, and again. The point of Hollywood has not been to to be to be pro-Israel. That's not the number one. The number one goal is to is to propagandize and and create narratives and weave these things into our culture. And as you say, create that shadow version. Right. That's the main thing. And that has, of course, led to countless of other issues that's weaved into this. Right. You have the uh, uh, let me see here. You have the um, what we can do. That was just one example here. Right of, for example, turning Christians into Christian Zionists, right? The, you could argue that the movie industry has been very instrumental in kind of helping that along, right, with those movies that we showed, uh, showed you earlier, right? The Ten Commandments, Ben-Hur, Exodus, Masada, right? Uh, cast a Giant Shadow. And that's kind of helped to create, let me, let me just play a clip as an example there, right? In many regards, that has helped to create the mentality that this pastor uh, talks about here. Listen to uh, this here. Every good thing we know all the things we love about the Bible, they were given to us of the Jewish nation. Israel, their people, the Jews, are better than all of us. They're better than all of us. Sad. Yep. And you need to accept that. Sad. A lot of people hate Israel. Children. The Arab countries. And they want to drive them into the sea. But we know what? That God will not cast away His people. When Jesus said salvation is of the Jews, He was right. This is where, with the kids, where we start our indoctrination. I know that's a strong word to use, indoctrination, that it, uh, you know, gets such a bad reputation, but that's where it starts. Um, That's where it started with me when I was a child, that I was taught about uh, the support that the church owes to Israel. That's where Zionists are made, in, in church. 
it goes on for that. But yeah. you get the you get the idea, right? That this is Hollywood absolutely in the early days helped to kind of create that mythology and together with the Schofield Bible, you kind of created that environment for evangelical Christianity, which has been so beneficial to Zionist state of Israel, right? And then of course you have the more subtle and you should but let's play like a minute or two so you can get a flavor of this. We did this one when the hell years did we do ago. This? years ago. When, uh, we were, when we were, you know, yeah. studying messages and in film and TV and propaganda, and one thing that we kept noticing is Jewish, right? Like every movie is like, oh, the cool Jewish guy, or you're Jewish, or you yeah, can't well, say anything bad about uh, Jews, and it's that's anti-Semitic. L- like yeah. when, it, when it's brought up, they're laughing. People start the the canned audience starts laughing all of a sudden. Oh, he's Jewish. Oh, White know. guys bad, Jewish right. guys good. Yeah, there is a, there's a nice Jewish boy. Um, so that one we titled Hollywoodism, the ideology that has devoured Western culture. Let's play a, a minute or two of this one here. So, you, and, and this goes on for what is it? That's this is uh, an hour, one hour and forty-five minutes, minutes of of this. But you're a Jew. I'm an American major. That's my religion. <laughs> my real name's Miguel. Yeah, the Jew thing I just do for the homeboys. They all want a pipe hitting member of the tribe, so to speak. I digress. Um, this is a disciplinary hearing, not J-date. But back then, there was no way my parents were going to let me marry a Jewish guy. I'm was Jewish. Redhead. In spite of that Mindy Goldfarb trying to G down my customers. Nana, you're a bigot. Why is she dressed like a Hasidic grandma? You didn't hear? Rabbi Dave totally diddled the goy. Wow, way to go, Rabbi. And there's no covenant in Judaism forbidding you from... Rabbi Dave. My people are Jewish. Rachel, it's Shmuchayim again. Guzzling come, my favorite. China's number two. The Jews, we're back to number three. Okay. Four is Germany, so let's watch out, right. everyone. Every movie with Jews, we're the ones getting killed. Munich flips it on its ear. Do we're captain mother. Not only killing, but fucking, like, taking names. That's the flow, now let me sing it. Lucky for you, I don't have any Jewish friends. Uh, I need a big Jew brain to figure out these bluebird laws. Not this big Jew brain, baby. Put on some proper clothes. You look like a Jew. Um, the Jewish Journal. The Jewish Journal? Apparently, old Jews are the only ones who still buy hard copy of records. You hate Jews! Which is so odd, because your children are Jewish. Don't play the Jew card, Larry. I'm not playing any Jew card. Seriously, it's used up. You can't use up a Jew card. That's the whole point of a Jew card. That's right. You can't use it up. It goes forever. Uh, you know they what? Know it. I, I have to go. <laughs> I, have to I never go. realized how different growing up Jewish was. Until I hung out with the O'Connells. I'm coming! One word? Gentiles. Oh. Marry me, Rebecca. This can't work. Why not? Because you're not Jewish. Hey, so you've been a Jew your whole life? Yeah. A lot of hot Jew pussy in here. Hey, am I right? I mean, what girl here wouldn't be interested in a really cute Jewish guy with a whacked out sense of humor? Now, come on, man. I need you. You gotta teach me how to pass myself off as one of you guys. Tell her the truth and then convert for no, her. No, 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 no. No, listen to me. Allison Marks is not gonna settle for imitation Jew. He needed a crash course in the way of... Now, I'm your date, and I need you to give me seven Yiddish words that you will casually slip into the conversation. Go. Go ahead. What went wrong? Did you throw in some Yiddish? Okay, I'm sorry, that's only a Jew-to-Jew thing, not a Jew-to-them thing. In fact, there hasn't been a bar mitzvah boy since 1993. 
who hasn't shown his penis to the entire congregation. I've seen the penises of 459 young boys. She's not Jewish. So I can't be with a girl who's not Jewish? That's right. Why? Because six million of our ancestors died and we owe it to them. Why? Because they're dead. So what does that have to do with me? Because you're Jewish. Anyway, so <clears throat> the point is, on and on there's and totally nothing subversive <laughs> with this or nothing that this is being dropped or that there's, uh, uh, in some cases, comedic association to the ethnic group. It's, 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 it's all over, right? And so Dennis Prager uh, is either just really dumb or he's just really dishonest. Take your, uh, take your pick. But the, f- the, the fact is, uh, this has been one of the most uh, successful uh, weapons, really, because that's what it is when you counter the propaganda and stuff. And, and, uh, and it's been great for his tribe. Are you kidding? He's acting absolutely. like they haven't profited, becoming yeah. rich and famous and marrying these, you know, uh, goy actresses. And, and don't forget, like, the Epsteins and how they're trafficking and what they're doing there. Like, yeah. come on. So we watched uh, six, not even that, because I went forward a bit. We watched maybe three minutes of that. Uh, there is one hour and 40 more minutes of that. And that's just a look, short look compilation yes. from like a few years yeah. or something. L- look right? at that and, and then like tell me that there's nothing to <laughs> do this. You know what I mean? It's like undeniable, right? Uh, all right. So going to another uh, Jewish guy, Brett Weinstein. I wanted to buy this is kind of an interesting thing too, right? Because it's this, we talked about the GOP, they're Nazis and stuff, right? So they're exaggerating on one level. Then at the same time, there's this conservative uh, group uh, as well that's kind of trying to argue and this is the Christopher Rufo's uh, it's the uh, yeah the Brett Weinstein's it's kind of uh, the Tuckers in a way they're basically saying slow down and do not uh, poke all the white people right you're, you're, you're waking up the bear don't be um, Jordan Peterson would be another big one of this right basically no stop it because you're creating white identity and this is bad and it's dangerous take a look at this clip i played it wednesday but in case you missed it very uh, interesting and enlightening we let the parties continue to play their role they're going to start a race war i mean very predictably no i i think the democrats uh are basically cynically toying with partnering with this so-called anti-racist movement and that that is going to back whites against the wall and cause them to start seeing things racially in a way that they haven't in more than a generation and that the net result of those two phenomena is that we are going to be headed to a conflict that nobody knows the way out of and what's more unlike Uh our first civil war there's not even a geographic uh description of a solution Right? I'm it's not, not sure about that, though, because you have quite a lot of whites that are um, no longer interested or exhausted in their own identity who are not going to be taking up that war. So it gets a lot more complicated than white versus black. I agree it's more complicated, but do you see a way that it ends acceptably? I mean, you have a well-armed rural white population that is now correctly understanding that it is being targeted by a mob that claims it's guilty of all sorts of things that it actually isn't guilty of yet. Yet. Do you hear that, too? So slow down. actually not guilty of yet, right? So this is the warning by some of these. That's actually what, like, a lot of the, the GOP activists are. It's basically like... You're, no, you're, you're moving too fast. You're making them angry. Slow down so that they won't 
we want them to not notice. Yeah, right? that, that, as that's we're what replacing I'm from, them. From Brett yeah. Weinstein here. Yeah. Stop pushing them so hard. And I'm not saying that, oh, it's because we want it to lead to violence so we can dominate. What I'm saying is what they're really afraid of is just white identity in and of itself, that we as white people begin to collectivize as a group, right? We're going to look after ourselves. We're going to help each other out like every other ethnic group does. And they are terrified of this. This would be seen as a big loss for them. Then you can have some conservatives who is like, that will lead to us, you know, not being able to mix out together and, and yeah, because everyone has to just be one oneness and blend out kind of thing. And it's it's like, amazing why? how this why? this one black guy there thinks that white people are exhausted of, of their identity. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? That makes no sense. Like, I think they don't even hasn't about even hasn't even begun. Like, white people don't know what their identity and their culture and their heritage and their people is anymore yeah they haven't even we haven't even scratched that surface yet long time ago they didn't know and then it's disappeared but it's coming back it's reawakening yeah they're doing the work you can't for us. you can't erase someone's identity you can't uh, just scrub it out of them and act like it's never going to arise in different ways and it's yeah. and, and he's correct it's going to arise when you're you like targeting and sending the mobs your way and then you're like oh shoot we're white people we better de- organize and yeah. defend ourselves we're, here we're going to die yeah uh, they're going to kill us what the, the societies that we are inheriting and partially that we're responsible for creating by not doing enough collectively to push back uh, is that of uh, South Africa essentially right demographically will be swamped and there will be open uh, season on white people unless we stop this of course right and uh, they're more concerned see they're more concerned with white people waking up and taking because on of their identity again than the actual <laughs> institutionalized racism and hatred against us, yeah. which is now yeah. leading to violence and marginalization. They right? want to replace us, but slowly, slowly and legally and mm-hmm. as peacefully as possible. Of course, don't poke the bear, don't wake them <laughs> the up. The whole right? act is violence. So you got to ask uh, which side uh, some of these, uh, well, in this case, maybe it's not so strange, right? But he's a he's a smart guy. You know, he's, he's an intellectual guy, right? He went on the radar for being one of these professors professors that were yelled at by a woke mob and ended up that, on the yeah. Tucker circuit and all these conservative shows and stuff like that. Right? He's been pretty good on that COVID stuff with this black uh, dark horse podcast and things like this, right? But here's when it comes down to it, it's like, no, don't don't, uh, don't wake, uh, wake them up, you know? But as I said, the South Africa, that's a kind of a model uh, that they want uh, for a future West, essentially, right? And uh, check out this is some of the recent scenes from down there. I guess they're protesting um, skyrocketing living costs down there now. And of course, it, it, with this madness uh, that we're going to see here weaved into institutional anti-white yeah. uh, po- politics. And we talked about this in Weekend Warrior last weekend that uh, Malema was warning that white people are going to be targeted, even though it's a total black black government, but blacks in control in South Africa, they're still blaming white people for oh, yeah. inflation and the system falling apart, all these things that they're, contr- they're controlling, rolling blackouts and all this. And he warned there's going to be revolution down there and white people are going to be the first target. That's right. That's right. Yeah, check out the latest uh, Weekend Warrior show up right now on RedHouseMembers.com. We cover that there. Very important stuff too of like the companies are blacklisting energy all the conflict issues and stuff right but here's the foot check out this uh, recent footage here i forget where this is uh, in south africa but uh, bad it is riots blockades m- many other things <laughs> shut down 
just a little sample of some of the crazy shit that's happening down there right now and of course this is kind of it just goes in waves remember a few months back we covered this it was like you know riots and all kinds of things right so here's actually a uh, boer uh, explaining uh, an issue which of course there are a uh, they're, they're an expert on, if you can say it that way, of speaking to because of just how demographically uh, swamped they are because of the history of the, of I hate the a nation. Minority. No. Yeah, and how the uh, white boor in, uh, boor in South Africa have been treated. And listen to what he says here about uh, identity. Uh, very, uh, very important uh, lesson to the rest of us. Good day, everybody. So I'm in the city. As you can see, that's why I make most of my videos um, as of late in the truck or in the bucky primarily um, and I'm going to tell you about a couple of experiences that I've had and also speak a little bit about pride and why pride is so important so you know about a year or two ago we had this experience my brother and I when we were walking on the sidewalk where um I think it was an English gentleman uh, approached us and he said, you know, hey, how's it going on the farm and blah, 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 blah. So you could see early off the bay that we were dressed and, you know, our physical appearance, that we were from the farm. And he just wanted to speak to us as if we were something out of history. You know, it was very apparent. And the sad thing about it is that my people built this city. We built this country. Yet... Every time we, I come to in the city, you know, or into town, it's ever more obvious that we are looked upon as aliens, you know, strangers, foreigners, even something from history. So this is very important for you guys overseas that still have a larger uh, portion of the population as of white people. You know, this is ex this is why you cannot concede power to these people because the result of it will be total, how do you say, ostracization and the destruction of your people, as is the case with my people. You see, the sad part about all of this is that a lot of the people that look at us as though we were strangers are our own people that have been so culturally destroyed by the city and by the metro life and by this liberal democratic culture that they do not even know who they are that they perceive us to be the strangers but they are the ones that are estranged from their identity in any way and i believe ultimately this happened 
because they allowed themselves to be convinced that they need to be ashamed of being white. They need to be ashamed of their identity. They cannot take pride in their identity. That's how this ultimately happened. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about, or what I want to talk to you about. It is absolutely important, pivotal, that we, as white people around the world, whether you be a German, an Englishman, a Dutchman, a Boer, an American, an Australian, New Zealander, Swede, it doesn't matter. You need to take pride in your national and racial identity. Because you see, what I see is that they're going to start, they are noticing this. Our enemies, our racial enemies are noticing that white people want change. They want political representation because they understand that we have no political representation. But what they want to do now is they want to create smart terms, terms by which they can allow non-whites to seep into our collective so that they can yet again achieve this multiracial collective, which they so yearn for, because it destroys national identity. Because let's say, for instance, I am a Christian, right? And I call myself a Christian nationalist. That is a problem. Why is that a problem? Because a black man in South Africa can be a Christian nationalist as well. So yet again, he is a part of my collective. Yet again, I have nothing for myself exclusively. That's why we need to take extreme caution in what we and how we identify ourselves. It is time for us to be proud of being white. Because you see, a man... That takes pride, and a man that is proud has a future. Has a future. Is That's right. Heed uh, that man's uh, words as warnings here, because uh, he sees how it was used uh, against uh, the Dutch and uh, German people that settled and built South Africa. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's it's happening to them. And, in, and without right pride now, in your people, time. you're open to destruction. Then, of course. then comes in the enemy. What and makes oh, us separate or different than anybody? They're not, you know? They don't have any kind of pride or any kind of self-respect. I guess no. we can just uh, come in and just ruin everything then. Yeah. Because they're not going to say anything. Yeah. Or, or is this idea that no, anybody can have access to what you, you, you're not unique. There's nothing that's special about you or your group or uh, there's nothing that uh, delineates you. Is that, is that the right word? Like, or separates you in that sense from yeah. anyone else. And then else, they do these you know? tricks with like, oh, religion, right? Oh, right. oh, you're you're all Christians. Well, then anyone else can be a Christian too, as he says. That's a yeah. valid point. No, it yeah. needs to be uh, something that's just us yeah. and for us. Your ethnicity and yeah. your race, right? Yeah. Your folk, your people. Yeah. First. It's nothing you can choose. It's uh, whether you like it or not. That's the uniform. Something that's exclusively uh, ours. You know, right? I mean, even a Rachel Dolezal who's trying to convert to the other side or a Alchemex, right, is still going to be roped into that. And it's like, well, the, if they are enemies and they're, they're not that you started the war, but they're starting a war on you. Um, either you are consumed by that and you go under or you stand up and fight and you fight together with your people. That's the most important thing. That's you know right. What I mean? And uh, we are defending ourselves against an onslaught, against an attack. We're not, we didn't initiate this. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway, super chat here from uh, Mystics Grillian says, I'm tick 
typically a smart ass, but I'm genuinely curious. What are some of the resources to check out for your particular type of paganism? I guess you mean also through them, which, you know, we well, Stephen McNallan's always a good start. Yes. Uh, I was raised Christian, got sucked into the Jehovah's Witness BS. Oh, shit. Sorry about we that. We know a lot of those, actually. Yeah, there's a few of those, actually. Woke, uh, woke up and disassociated, and now I'm not sure what to believe in terms of spiritual things. Well, uh, if you're a member, check out some, just do a couple of search terms. There's a lot of good shows in the archives. And I'll happy to share some. It's kind of we're going to wrap up right now, but uh, I'll happy to share some more sources for you, books and stuff like that. If you write us an email, uh, but if you are a member, just or just on Red Ass TV, search for uh, paganism. You can search for all stuff through. You can search for Native European spirituality, a couple of different terms, and you get a bunch of shows. That's uh, in my view a good place to begin. But there's good books and sources too that we maybe we should do a, a page on that for those who are uh, genuinely interested. You know what I mean? in uh, what we believe and why. And so we've covered that on and off uh, in the past on the show. But uh, thank you, Mystic Gorillion. Feel free to write red eyes at protomail.com. I'll, I'll happy to share some links with you. Uh, Joseph Thomas says, do you think that the left could get uh, get so anti-Israel that it pushes Jews to, either be, uh, to ever be more pro-white? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't think so, uh, to be honest. I, th mm -hmm. I think ultimately we're one of the number one. Uh, uh, it, the animosity between is just too, too, too great. You know, yeah. and you might have, you know, you can. A you, couple some, here yeah, and there, maybe. here and there, but overall as a group, no, nah, probably not. Yeah. Uh, Billy Biz, thank you, appreciate that. Says uh, Prager knows what he's uh, that uh, knows what he's saying yeah, is bullshit. Yeah, he has a smirk, doesn't he? Look at yeah. how quickly they reacted to Whoopi. That's right, Whoopi Goldberg. She oh, came yeah. out and it was immediate. You're right. You're right. Good. Thank you for the reminder on that. Yeah, that's that. See, it's always that, right? It's this crazy hypocritical thing, and like even the way he laughs in that clip, it's like. See, it, it just goes to he prove knows. that it's ethnicity first, not politics first, with him, right? Or yeah. uh, you know, his people, Jew, Jews first. Like he kind of even covers for them in in some of his responses on Hollywood. Oh yeah, definitely. Right? It's still right. his yep. people, right? So that's right. That's, that's right. why he's like, so what? And right? I think so what? They're the majority there. Because right? I mean, because he, he, he doesn't he? I mean, I don't follow all of his stuff, but obviously he's like talking about the depravity of some of the culture, right, and things like this, right? He's kind of like a mainstream Orthodox uh, uh, conservative, right? Is he? I mean, he is a Jewish Orthodox, right? He just doesn't. I'm not sure. Have. I know he unfollowed me on Twitter after <laughs> I was criticizing oh, some no. people that happen to be Jewish. <laughs> well, there right? you go. Yeah, because so, you can never criticize any anyone, you know. Which is dishonest. Yeah. We're criticizing our own people all freaking day long. When it <clears> seems <throat> like uh, I don't hear him criticizing his own. Well, that's what we also that's what we also internally don't need more of shitting on each other. Think, think <laughs> yeah. about that. We have pl we have plenty on the outside, and <laughs> they don't give a shit about what you believe or what you think. They hate you because you're white, not because of the religion you've adopted, right? Uh, Veritas6464 over on uh, Rumble. That's uh, Loki's lad. Good to see you. Says, uh, hey guys, missed you. A few show, uh, shows working in a project with some other fans. Uh, we think you'll like it. Soon we'll launch cool. the Reconquista and take back our nations. Well, that sounds interesting. So, send me <laughs> an email about that. Cool. Sounds awesome. From Down Under. Good to see you. And uh, by the way, so at the end here of the uh, show, uh, we do want to do a little shout out, of course, to some of our executive producers. If you want to find out more about that, Red Eyes, uh, sorry, subscribestar.com slash Red Eyes. That's one uh, good uh, place where you can go. Special thank you. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, and recent edition Red Pill Rundown. Thank you guys. We appreciate you. Uh, we thank you so much for being executive producers. And as I said, if you want to check that out, go to uh, subscribeshow.com slash red eyes. But again, we have a couple of different options. Uh, if you want to sign up uh, on the members' website, redeyesmembers.com, set up an account. We don't need your real name. We don't need your email. We don't need anything, really. There's no link between you 
and the payment uh, system that you use, though that, that's separated right now, so there's nothing there. And it hasn't been even when there's uh, when we had credit card uh, processing on the website, it's still actually being stored on their end. So my point is, if you don't want to, you know, if you're afraid of your name or something, don't no, don't worry about that. We don't need any of that. Just an email and a username. That's it. Really, it's really easy to get an account over there. And then uh, you know, choose your length of your subscription, and you'll get to a page that have all the information uh, about the different payment uh, options that we have. And as I said, one of those is Subscribestar. The other one is Entropy Stream. You can make uh, offline payment there, either month-to-month recurring, ten bucks a month, or a one-time payment. And we have subs if you do a one-time payment from three months up to two years, it gets cheaper per month uh, as well. The longer subscription uh, you get, we do have a cash app if you want to use that to sign up. We have an e-check option for those in the U.S. We do accept crypto as well. All of this information is at RedEyesMembers.com, and you can also send a snail mail uh, if you prefer it that way. Okay. Awesome, guys. I think we're caught up. Anything else, Lana, before we wrap up? No, I think that's it for now. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate you. Stay brave. Keep fighting. And, of course, always remember your ancestors are watching. Make them proud. Don't shit on them, for Christ's sake. No, have some self-respect. And uh, always think of your folk first. That's the most important thing. We'll be back, you guys, with uh, much more here soon. What do we have up coming up here? Uh, Weekend Warrior, of course, is coming Warrior up next. And I have a little series of some quick inspirational videos that I've been inspired to make. Yes. So that too. Awesome, awesome. Good videos in the pipeline. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much, everyone joining us over at uh, the Super Chats on Entropy or Odyssey or Rumble. We appreciate you guys. Take care. We'll see you soon. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.